Hey, what's up? Thanks for pressing play. It's the Chuck and Nerd Podcast. On this episode, it's a geek Christmas in July as we give you our yearly rundown of all the awesome geek news that broke at the San Diego Comic-Con International this year. We talk the posters, trailers, casting announcements from the MCU, DCU, and others, all in this edition of the Chuck and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, July 27th, 2017. What's up, listener? Welcome back to another Geek-tastic episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. Jock and nerd. And that's where you get the name of the show. And joining us is the ever-lovingly felty, smelty, puppety rock boy. What's up, rugs? How's it going? What's up, dudes? How's it going? Oh, it's going just dandy. We got a great show for you today, listener. If you're a first-time listener, this is the free weekly podcast where we love to geek out about comic book and superhero-related things. We give you news, reviews, and interviews every week up in your ear holes. This one is uh, going to be special because, look, you know how some podcasts, you know, you have a big convention like San Diego Comic-Con and there's tons of news and trailers. And some podcasts, well, they'll turn around and record their thoughts and get it out right away. Not here. Not here, listener. We'll give you all the news a week later. Just about when you almost forgot what happened. Yeah, it's like a reminder. We wait till it's just out of the news cycle, and then boom. Oh, shit. It's new again to you, the listener. So That's why, That's how we find out if it's real news. Like We have to wait till the fake news goes away, that, that's and then point. we get the real news. New news is fake news. Yes. That's right. If you've got anything that you've learned from Trump, is there's a lot of fake news out there. There is a lot. So after a week, the stuff that sticks, sticks. So we're doing yeah. you a favor, listener, by waiting. Uh, look, there's a lot lot of news. It's going to be a long show. This is a good show if you're an artist drawing and you're listening to us. And something I realized when we went to G-Fest is that I met all these artists and I was like, what do you guys do when you draw? And a lot of them said, I listen to podcasts. And at which point I was like, here, listen to this one. And I gave them a sticker. So hopefully they're listening. Shout out to all the artists out there. Hopefully we can inspire and not fuck up your creative masterpiece with our insanity. Uh, do you, I think we inspire guys. Well, the, yeah, you know, sure, become, why not? We're, we're part of the art. That's the great thing with the John Bellatis and the Nick Shevs. We all perspire for sure. <laughs> we hope we make you perspire and inspire. Let's see some fan art of Ramadan versus Ghetto Robo artist listeners out there. No, no one do that. Get on that. If you don't know what that is. Someone will do it. Someone's going to do it. If you don't know what that is, just listen to the end of the last episode. But, yeah, you'll want to just skip that part. <laughs> okay. Let's. Okay, we got a lot to cover. Let's yeah, we got to. a lot. Let's go. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, listener, just visit jockandnerd.com slash contact. I love the music to transition. Yeah, see, <laughs> I know that's your favorite part. I know yes. it's just, it Geek gets you all excited. That's why I play it just for you. Anthony, Thanks, man. visit uh, our contact page on the website for links to how to get in touch with us and visit the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 179, because we're going to be talking about a lot of posters, a lot of trailers, 
all the stuff that we like from San Diego Comic-Con 2017 uh, in our news roundup. But before the convention even started, guys, the Hollywood Reporter comes out with this uh, article. This is on the Thursday of the convention, like the first unofficial day, saying that sources say the studio is working on plans to usher out Affleck's Batman gracefully and addressing the change in some shape or form in one of the upcoming DC films. Now, this is like two days before their panel at Hall H. Uh, 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 Hollywood Reporter going, Affleck's already looking for an out. Uh, and it was crazy. So what did you guys think of when you heard that on Thursday? Where, where you're like, oh boy, here we go again. On uh, Thursday when I heard that? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those like, oh, DC's still a mess. Yeah, basically like what you hear is that Affleck's definitely out. But he's not going to say that directly. They're going to kind of dance around Correct. it and not say it. But he's out. I think he's definitely out. Well, th- this leads into what Imran's going to say next. So at Hall H. Yes. So there's this thing at San Diego Comic-Con. It's called Hall H. They do these big movie and TV presentations. They brought out the Justice League. Ben Affleck had to say something because yes. this was, a you know, and he basically what he gave was the political response which is batman's a great role yes i'd be foolish to not want to play him and i would be i will basically i will be in matt reeves's movie it was he, the, yeah he he didn't say if he wants to me to be in the movie yeah, yeah. If he wants me he, he didn't say i'm in this for the long haul yeah he didn't say that he didn't say i'm doing i'm playing batman until they don't want me he didn't say any of that all he said is i'm happy and I have to be, I am loving Batman right he now. He would be a great politician in this day and age because this is the vaguest shutdown of a rumor you're ever going to hear. Right. You're exactly right. And, you know, this all comes from he was originally writing, directing, starring in Batman. Well, he wasn't. He dropped out of directing. Got Matt Reeves. How does that get fucked up that Matt bad? Reeves is not using Ben Affleck's script. He had like a whole script ready. The script's out the window. They're starting over. So you want to? I'm gonna make an announcement right yeah, here. Yeah, an announcement. <laughs> make it, okay, wait. Here's the thing. Here's the rundown. There's like a sixty percent chance that this Matt Reeves movie will never be made either. You think so? I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think uh, this solo Batman movie. And we'll they even announced it, so we'll get to that. But I agree. Until I see this thing filming, yeah, there's so uh, much bullshit going. going? On. I have never seen a clusterfuck like this it, ever in just getting a movie. I mean, no Flash. No, Aquaman. But, like, you know. The cl- <laughs> listen, the clusterfuck continues. Now, they did have. Well, let us let me come on, comment yeah. real quick on yeah. why it kind of makes sense that they want to, that there's this kind of reporting going on. First off, Zack Snyder's, we'll get to it, but Zack Snyder's universe isn't, his vision for this universe doesn't seem like the direction they want to continue in. Yes. Snyder casted Ben Affleck. Yeah. They also probably casted Ben Affleck with the caveat of, hey, you be our Batman, you'll get to direct a Batman movie. All of that is now gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. what is what is the incentive for Matt for Ben Affleck to do this? What is Matt Reeve throughout the script? I'm sure Matt Reeve wants his guy in there. Yeah. And a quick prelude to what they announced, but they announced a storyline that can 
really clean all of this up real real neatly. Absolutely. It's quite convenient. And Batfleck just looks sad at these things sometimes sitting next to everyone else. Like, he really doesn't want to be there. But they were there at Hall H, uh, the whole Justice League cast before they played this new trailer. Now I put a I put this photo in the show notes. Uh, Ray Fisher and Ezra Miller, just a couple of goofballs. He, Ray Fisher like ripped his shirt off, and he had a shirt that said "I love J uh, ZS." I think it's for "I love Zack Snyder." So yeah. th- and then Ezra Miller is wearing a blonde. A wig with a ponytail, and a, he has a metallic hand and a yeah. He's I think he's from <laughs> Phil, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, he's is that the, uh, what that is? Yeah, he's in cosplay. I see. That's kind of yeah. Fun. He's a unique. Uh, that's a unique cat. There. Way to go, Imran. With knowing things. Look, I don't know. I don't know your anime. That's why we have you. <laughs> fucking, I was like, why is he dressed like a fucking uh, weirdo? Uh, anyways, they gave us so you know there was a there's a lot of rumors and a lot of crazy news, but. Their main thing was the Justice League trailer. There was some Aquaman footage, which was whatever. It was like an armada. It was nothing. Well, I, it, it, it's it's stuff that happened that we can act like we, we saw, but yeah, we didn't see it, yeah, so there's so no point there's, talking there's about There's no it. point. What you can watch is this trailer, four-minute long, a new Justice League trailer. Guys, thoughts on the trailer that starts with a lot of Wonder Woman. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. Um. Well, that's a smart move. I'll start with yeah, the yeah. smart move going with the Wonder Woman. Yeah. My first thought when I saw it was, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, they, they got a lot going on here. There's a ton of action. There's some quippy lines. It sounds like the way it's edited, uh, Whedon might have already some influence on it. Although, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Who knows what was filmed and what wasn't. Um, overall, I thought it was a really good trailer. I thought it was a lot of fun. It would make me excited to see the movie. Um, the thing that I'm still skeptical that this is even going to be good, first off. Right. I hate to be that guy, but I will be because DC movies have been pretty shitty up until Wonder Woman. But the thing that struck me was there's the line there where um, Batman is narrating how Superman was this beacon of hope and he really inspired people. I don't, I don't have the exact quote. He's talking about how Superman hope, all those Superman's inspiration and hope giving. It says a world inspired, with no hope and everyone. Yeah, because it inspired the death. Justice yeah. League, right? Yeah. I find that so ironic because that character in the last movie was trying to kill that man yeah. for about three quarters of the movie. So this just shows to me that he died. Well, it just shows to me the the long term storytelling and plotting out of storylines is just not there because no. they're telling us a movie that I didn't see. Exactly. The past two times. Uh, what movie Superman are you talking screen. about? Where was this hopeful Superman? You had that in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And it's funny that Bruce Wayne is narrating that when uh, the whole premise of the entire film was what if Superman goes bad. Um, and yeah. the per- and Man of Steel, too, also was a movie where you had Superman's dad telling him that the world was not ready for him, that he should not expose himself, even if it's at the risk of letting a, bu- a school bus full of kids die and also letting him die. There's no so, hope in any of these movies. So what, what hope are we talking about here? When did, when did he inspire anybody? We did, it definitely wasn't shown on screen. Yeah, you see yeah. Bruce, Bruce is obsessed with Superman a little bit in this trailer. He's looking at a hologram. Rugs. what are your thoughts? Well, when I watched it, I was like, okay, this seems like it's going to be fun, which is okay. Um, I thought that Batman versus Superman was going to be fun, and it wasn't fun. But... um. <laughs> I think that they have Joss Whedon in here. He's reshooting a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. Even with the mustache, he's shooting. Oh, we'll get to mustache gate in a second. Um, Let's wait. But he's reshooting a bunch of shit. So um, 
the levity and the the kind of lightheartedness that ne- needed to be in Batman versus Superman, or at least um, positivity, is g- is going to be in this movie. I have a feeling mm. it's going to be miles better than uh, Batman versus Superman, but I think it's still going to be a mess nonetheless. But the trailer gives me some hope. It gives me some hope that it could be better than I expect. I I, I mean I agree. I like the action. I liked. The comedy, uh, Ezra Miller is really going to be where this levity comes from because his lines are, he's like, oh, you guys all like, I just push people away and run. It's like, it's like, it's really cool that you guys are like gung ho about getting into battle, but I've never actually gotten to battle. (laughs) I just push away. And then the other line where they just disappeared, he's like, wow, they really do vanish. That's rude. (laughs) Then he goes away. So it's going to be right now. It's the four of them. Yeah. Five. Plus Superman and then Green Lantern, if he does show up, I think they confirmed that he's going to be. Is in he? It. So look, we see. So there, there's yeah. a, well, there's a line there where he, where it's, I think it's Steppenwolf I think speaking, you're right. and yes. he's like talking about how they invade the world and there's no lanterns, no, no Kryptonians. In the yeah. shirt though, for Justice League, there's a lantern logo. Uh, in oh, in the shirt. You know that shirt that they made with all the symbols that are in part of the words. Oh, well, there's that, a lantern they, logo they, there. They kind of do that oh, with these is. Alex Ross posters. Uh, you can't save the world alone, which is six words, and each one has a logo. Uh, look, I Aquaman surfing a parademon that was pretty badass. I like that. You, what's, you, this, what's what's with the sky being red there? Uh, well, see, I don't know. Are they? <laughs> is this what happens when Steppenwolf comes? He turns the sky around. You do see them in daylight for a quick second. The four of them uh, standing in, like there's like a cop car behind them. So I was like, huh? They they they're putting them in daylight. What I read yeah. is. Because if you compare this trailer to the first one, yeah. when they're fighting the parademons in the first one, it's a black knight. Yeah. And in this one, it's red. Everything's red. And I think it's because you actually couldn't see what they were doing because they were also color graded down that you couldn't see what the parademons look like. So they had to alter the sky to make it, oh, they're fighting. I can it's see little, it now. It's still a little murky. Uh, what do you guys think of how Steppenwolf looks in this? It's okay. I mean, like, uh, it's he's CG. Yeah, like he's yeah. not a dude. He's like a CG dude. His face is mocap. So I, I uh, think a lot of people are gonna think that's Ares because he looks just like Ares. Yeah, he does look a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot like Ares. I like uh, Cyborg taking over the thing and interfacing with the computer. Um, my only, my only concern with these scenes is like if you think about like the Batman versus Superman trailers, think about these scenes and all like the underwater scene and the splashing of the water and you see Aquaman breathe. Now think about. How do you tie all this together in a cohesive thread? I have a fear that it's going to be another mash of just scenes like montage together because really it could be, you yeah. know, I, I mean, it is obviously it's just a trailer, but I'm like, how, how is he going to tie this together in a cohesive story? And then what, the- What's bugged me about Justice League and the way DC's told their story so far uh, by not doing the Marvel approach, mm-hmm. they've kind of just thrown everything together and they're what they're saying it seems like because there's a part in this trailer where he's like, this is I thought the age of heroes was gone. Right. You know, and, and, and Wonder Woman's like, it needs to come back or something like that. Right. What, like, was it, what, was it, what was it there? Yeah. I was yeah like, when, when? when was there the age of heroes? So it's <laughs> it's they're talking about things that like happened. Yeah. And that we're just supposed to know happened. But like, uh, yeah. no one ever saw it. Like, there's a line where uh, Alfred's like. Oh, this isn't like dealing with exploding penguins. Yeah, or but something we've never like seen exploding. But we've never in seen the any other of this movie. Stuff. Are you talking about the George Clooney movie? Like, what are you talking about? So they're relying on the fact that we're all comic book fans, and that yeah. this just yeah. happened in the comics, so it should have happened on Where, screen, but it's it, never happened on screen. And then, like on the other hand, Marvel sometimes spoon feeds you things a little too much. So, like, there is an extreme 
the other way. But yeah, they're referring to things that they think we're just should be smart enough. Like to that's have. okay if you're not doing a shared universe. Like let's say you have one chance to make a Batman movie, right? And you're telling us this particular story where he's already Batman. It's not an origin story. Then you can make those kind of like little nods to different things, and it'd be okay because you're like, this is the only movie we're gonna get. We're going to get this just so you throw story. in all these Easter eggs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But when you have all these Easter eggs, and you're supposed to have a shared universe that's building upon different movies coming together. Then you got a problem. It's a little confusing. Uh, and then at the very end of the trailer, guys, Alfred says, he said, you come, you see like a Jurassic world T-Rex liquid <laughs> shaking in the glass. Who do you guys, I know they want us to think it's Superman. But it can't be. It's almost too obvious, right? Who is it? That's Superman. No, I'm it's saying like the yeah. Green Lantern, right? Is it? Those are the two. Those are the two. Candies. Or is it all the lanterns? Like a, but not just one. Like a bunch of them. It's got to be at least two because there's just two. But who's water, making that noise? There's two water water uh, disturbances. Is Kilowog making the stomping I, I, sound? At first, I thought it was Superman. I'm yeah. like, this is obviously Superman, obvious. but yeah. it's like almost too obvious. So I don't know. Yeah, I've, I, there were rumors that Green Lantern was supposed to show up at the end of this movie. I, you know, and there's like a little bit of a green uh, reflection in Alfred's glasses. There's a tiny there? little green dot. If you look, it's real well, tiny. The original plan was to have Green Lantern show up, and then that would lead to Justice League Two. Yeah, which but we'll get to that. That's not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I have one criticism of the trailer. Yes, okay. I don't like the way that they edited the sword bit together. Oh, where he pushes, he's running and he pushes the sword back into her hand or something. Well, yeah, it's like one scene where the Holy. sword looks like it's like just out of place. Like it doesn't fit in the movie. It looks like it's obviously sticking out or something like a bad Photoshop or something. It's almost too glossy and clean. Yeah, it's just and then they edit it into another shot and another shot. It looks really jarring. Hmm. Watch it again. Look at the sword part. It's like really ridiculous. I'll give you one scene that might be slightly disturbing and of. Zack Snyder, if the, if that's where they're going with it, there's a scene where Steppenwolf comes in through the mother boxes and it's on Themyscira. Yeah. Now they have a lot of goodwill with the Wonder Woman crowd right now, but if his first appearance is him just fucking up Themyscira, Kill, killing all of them, <laughs> people are gonna be pretty pissed because it's gonna be like, oh, the first thing he does is destroy the one place where it's like women are strong. That's a kind of a Zack Snyder thing to do. That'd be he a Zack Snyder thing to do. He just shit on Themyscira. Yes. I noticed that when he lands, he's in the mascara, like the mother box is there. What happens? He's not leaving them alive. Oh, yeah, he's going to beat their, all their asses. They're not. They're strong, but I don't know if they can take on uh, Steppenwolf. We also, and of course, no Superman in, in the whole trailer. So, And no Henry Cavill anywhere near the convention. Very interesting. Uh, they had some cool posters that came out. And, you know, sometimes Marvel with this weird Spider-Man marketing had some hit or miss posters. Uh, this Poster is very Alex Ross inspired. These it's very what the word is, I believe, chiaroscuro, like lots of top lit, top lit shadow, very dramatic. And the photographer uh, said he was inspired by Alex Ross when when shooting this. Clay Enos confirmed what many fans suspected as he was inspired by the work of Alex Ross in the uh, Kingdom Come. Uh, painting that Alex Ross did to do these. And I think, I mean, it's, I think it's a nice homage to the Alex Ross. Yeah, I like, I like it. Yeah, it's cool. It's I like cool. it. I'd rather see Alex Ross painting, but you know, that's just me. It's like a live action. It's like a live Alex action Ross. Alex Ross poster. And you have the world, the words, you can't save the world alone with all of their icons in the world. So Warner Brothers announced nine movies, everybody. Here's what they're actually working on. Well, but here's the thing before you announce yes. this. 
This is a different slate than what we originally were told like yeah, two or three years stuff, ago. Yeah, none of that stuff. Just erase. Just forget all that. All that stuff is gone. This is like now. They're like, okay, here's what we're announcing. But you're right. A year ago, you could go year back two, to their yeah. H- 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 Hall H, and it'll be. They're like, hey, we're making all these movies. Completely different list of movies. Yeah. So here's the list. Aquaman, of course, is in production. Is coming out uh, later. Shazam, they're gonna make without the Rock. Really? As Black Did they Adam. say that? I saw before that The Rock will not be as Black Adam in Shazam. Oh, I thought I read that they won't. They're not making a Black Adam solo film. Uh, maybe it's that or 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 this. just yet. But yeah, keep going. Okay, Suicide Squad two, mm-hmm. the Batman, Justice League Dark, mm-hmm. Batgirl, Green Lantern Corps. The Flash is now called The Flash colon Flashpoint and Wonder Woman 2 Geek Boner. sequel that's already had a release date given December 13th, 2019. Missing from this list is, remember, they were like Gotham City Sirens with the Harley Quinn and the women and David Ayer. We're going to make this. That's not there. And there's no like Superman sequel. No mention of Superman. There's also no mention of a Justice League 2. Yes. Which Zack Snyder was supposed to direct. There's a Justice League Dark, which is your Constantine so swamp the, thing. The only movies that are actually on here that have... So uh, just going through... Aquaman is being shot right now. So we know that's going to come out. Yes. Wonder Woman 2 is and has announced a date. That'll that's, happen. That is going to happen. That's a definite. The Batman has a director. <laughs> and yeah, they're still they're rewriting so the, the script. That, that might happen. All of these other movies, oh, Batgirl has Joss Whedon. That's yeah. probably going to happen just because I think they called Joss Whedon and they were like, finish Justice League. And yeah. he was like, I want to do a Batgirl film. They're like, you got it. Do whatever you want, Joss. Whatever you want. Just help please us, finish just this help for us. us. Please. Yeah. So I think that might happen. Anything else? Yeah. I, I will believe it when I see it. Also, uh, a report came out. Uh, David Ayer is also no longer going to be involved with DC Warner Brothers. Uh, he's not doing Gotham City Sirens. Yeah, he may, he kind of shit on DC. He shit on DC and he's out. And he has a trailer for a Netflix movie we'll talk about in a little bit. But oh. so whoever they need Suicide Squad 2 needs a director now. The the bright trailer, he was like, I, Netflix gave me 90 mil to, yeah, to make, make a, some real shit. Yeah. And, uh, not this PG-13 bullshit that I've been making. <laughs> But he got to make something where people don't come in and hack it up and uh, reshoot it and just fuck with it. Now, the biggest thing in this list is fucking Flashpoint. We've seen it sort of on TV for like an episode and then a season of consequences of like after one episode of him doing this and undoing this. And for the listener doesn't know, Flashpoint is when Barry Allen travels back in time to stop his mom from being killed from the reverse Flash, thereby changing reality. To the point where in this new reality, Bruce Wayne doesn't die. Uh, oh, he, Bruce Wayne dies. Oh, Bruce Wayne Thomas dies Wayne is Batman. Instead of the parents. Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. And then he inevitably has to go back and stop himself from stopping himself to reset everything. So to do that in a movie, that's crazy. But it also could be brilliant because. They also did this on an animated film. They, and there's a whole movie adapting the storyline. So, a couple of things. Does this mean we'll we see Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen back as Batman and no, the Joker? No, because if they're gonna if they're gonna move on with a different Batman, why would they use the old the old Batman? No, character? no. Jeffrey Dean Morgan was Thomas Wayne. He was playing Batman's. Yeah, dad. but I'm saying if they're gonna move away from Affleck, yeah, why would they use anything from any Affleck canon? Well, if they're, I'll, I'll answer that. I don't know about that. That's confusing. That's that's a good point. Yeah. 
they might be going the Marvel route where they give it the to- storyline title, but yeah, it's a different just story. Do their own thing. Sure. sure. What it what it says to me, I was alluding to this earlier, is this is how they're going to course correct everything. You had posted that movie Bob video on our Facebook yeah. page, which was really good. And I'll put that in the show notes so you guys check it out. And what did movie Bob say? Uh, Anthony? Basically that this is their way to get a new Batman. They can usher Batman out. And, they and can this bring, is their way to, the, to liven up the universe yes. and get away from the Snyder aesthetic. They can bring in a fun, bright Superman, hopeful Superman, hopeful heroes. He, he, he was like, this is like Star Trek kind of did this. And it's like they're it's the way and like X Men did this. It's their way of acknowledging the other movies, but being like, yeah, those kind of sucked. And what's interesting is we'll get when we get to Marvel, they're kind of setting up the same thing a little bit, but I think they had more. So in this flashpoint, yes, it's going to start a new timeline, and he's not going to fix it at the end of the movie. Well, that's the thing. How where do you end the movie? Do you do you leave it in the new timeline? Or or he fixes it, but then things are still kind of fucked up. Yeah, or he fixes it and stuff is altered or just bring, enough. He brings some stuff, yeah. Yeah, where you have a new Batman, but it's okay. It's understood that this other guy is now Batman, even though you re- reset to the original ugh, timeline. It's already, it's making my head hurt just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, so, yeah. let's, let's be... Let's be real, though. The Flash has gone through, I think, two or three directors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that movie has is been in basically yes. developmental hell. Yes. So who the fuck knows if that even gets made? I doubt it. I mean, I, I like the ambition on this. I think it's a, a kind of a smart idea. If you have this thought ahead of time, this is how we're going to fix things. But if you're just doing it just to do it because you don't know what else to do because all the directors are leaving. I don't know. I don't know what to do for you, DC. Oh, there, by the way, there's another movie that was announced and now not on here. That's, What's that which one? might allude to why Ray Fisher is wearing a Love ZS. Cyborg? Cyborg movie is not happening, buddy. You're which, out. Which is funny because all the other members of the Justice League will have solo movies except for the Cyborg. This is all going to ride on Justice League. It all, it, yeah. If Justice League does well, you're going to see a lot of these things get greenlit. If it doesn't, this list is going to change one yeah, more time. Yeah, they're going to scrap it. Yes. Yeah. That Harley Quinn versus the Joker yeah, thing I posted that? on there. Yeah. Apparently, I guess, isn't happening. No, they were just uh, throwing around. Uh, It seems like I said this on the community. It seems like they're they're just throwing shit at the wall and hoping things stick. Okay, wait, it gets better. This is how crazy fucking foobar shit is over at Warner Brothers. Now, if you've been listening to the show, listener, you will know we've talked about Zack Snyder, who had stepped away from the reshoots and the end of Justice League because his daughter committed suicide uh, like in March and they kept it secret for two months. And finally, him and his wife, Deborah Snyder, uh, are are going to be stepping away from the whole DCEU slowly, just being as producers and kind of removing themselves little by little. So Joss Whedon came in to reshoot the movie, finish it up, write a little bit of it. But it's turning out that it's these reshoots are quote unquote substantial which I don't know if it's more than extensive or less, but substantial <laughs> is not good. Apparently, they're spending like $25 million that uh, that reshoots that have dragged on for two months when usually it's just a couple of weeks. It's like four or five weeks. Uh, and I told you this is going to happen. This, this is a mess. So the problem is, so they must have well, looked at the, this. The rumors are yes. that... A lot of the action scenes are good, but yes. Whedon wants to clean up a lot of the dialogue. So this is crazy because 
you know, this is kind of what we wanted was Zack Snyder to just take the backseat position of the action and <laughs> But, I, okay, but, wait, but let's back up. I'm we saying didn't not want Zack like Snyder this. to leave like this. No, okay. I didn't let me finish. We yeah. didn't want it like this. I feel like, though, a lot of this positioning him out was happening way before his tragedy. And there, now, there's an article I linked on the community I think we're, that you have here in yeah. the show notes where they basically says that they've already been kind of transitioning Snyder and air in that just whole aesthetic out of this yeah. universe. And now this this kind of tragedy in his life kind of helps him take the step with a less of, I don't know, like, of course we didn't want it like this, but we've always got out and said Zack Snyder should do the action, get someone else to do the dialogue. Now, if you're going Zack Snyder action, Joss Whedon dialogue, I mean, that's, that's a great pairing. So they have extensive reshoots. The problem is Henry Cavill, is shooting Mission Impossible 6, I guess, where he's got a big old mustache. Yeah. So, uh, and the director of Mission Impossible 6 has said he can't shave his mustache because we're doing some crazy stunt scenes. That's bullshit. He, he can totally give him a fake mustache. He said, once you see the movie, you will realize why he can't. So what what was this meeting like? I, well, I would, <laughs> did somebody suggest, hey, maybe everyone should grow a mustache. And then everyone will have a mustache and no one will notice. Okay, no. You should just reshoot the movie with like, uh, you know, Magnum P.I., Wilford Brimley, yeah. and like, <laughs> like all the mustache guys. Tom Selleck. Yes. Yeah, Tom Selleck. Wait. And uh, Ron Reynolds. Ron, Ron Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah, get him in there. This is my Justice League, people. <laughs> this is my Justice League. I love it. Now, maybe, why didn't they just go the Cesar Romero Batman 66 route? A little makeup? Just put the little pink flesh makeup over the mustache. No one will notice. We got used to it in the 60s. That, that, I, I'm sure DC did not want that getting out, that they have to alter the mustache, because now everyone's just making fun of it. Here's the, the thing. Net. How much money? Can you imagine the amount of money? They're going to CGI out his mustache. And I, listen, when I go to see this movie, I am going to be staring at that motherfucker's upper lip the whole time. <laughs> like, it'll be so distracting. I won't be able to look at anything else. I could be like, look, his, do you see his upper lip? It's floating. Is that weird? Look at that. That's not right. Yeah. He's got a weird mustache. What a fucking He's... shit show. I mean, are we serious? This is crazy. Why don't they just have Superman have a beard? I I don't know. Because you can just put fake beard on, and that way he doesn't have just like a mustache. Doesn't he have a beard when he comes that's out of the ground a, and everything? A, that's a good one. That's a good solution. Yeah, when he's uh, when coming he back, back, he's all he like unshaven. With a beard he, yeah, he's unshaven. Kind of like Captain America in uh, Avengers Infinity War with a beard. But man, what? What a mess. What a mess. I can't wait to see this movie. Again, it's turning into like the Batman versus Superman where I need to be in the front seat to watch this train wreck. I mean, we, we, we've we talked about reshoots on movies and I've made the argument that this is normal. Yeah. This doesn't seem normal. I mean, the circumstances aren't normal. The director has been forced out due to tragedy. You've got another director coming in to clean up what he did. Yep. And it seems like from the reports that a lot of people weren't happy with what he's done. Yep. And now you have to keep in mind too that Justice League was filming like right after BVS. Right. So they so didn't everyone, have no one. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't the, no one had any react. No one, there was no feedback on nope. how the world would take by nope. BVS. And they kept on trucking along. So, yeah. So they were trucking along on Justice League before they even knew that BVS was going to become the utter dog shit that it turned out to be. So they, they were shooting the movie with an aesthetic and a feel in mind that has now been severely altered, not only by the uh, lack of, Good faith in in BVS, but by Wonder Woman, yeah, and by the the tragedy that's happened this night. Wow, it's what a mess, and they're just trying to reposition and 
come out with if if I had to predict, I'm hopeful that it's good. I think it could be. It has to be better than BVS. It can't be worse. Yeah, but this movie does seem like a fucking train wreck that they just need to churn out get over with and then move on to the next one i mean it's possible joss whedon can cut and paste and save this like, movie and what's salvage. the least amount of money this movie can make oh jesus this thing should like, make people like, are gonna go watch it regardless yeah oh yeah people will watch it it'll get that curiosity view but what it what it needs is to be watched repeated times right yeah that's right. when movies start to make tons of money is it the, needs the to have watching. legs like wonder woman and like i think wonder they're woman, gonna be right. chasing that and they're, they're not gonna i mean they want this to be a billion dollar movie they I, don't have a billion dollar movie oh, yet well and with all these heroes and all the star power and all this fucking controversy uh the closest so bvs worldwide 873 yeah. yeah and not so crack i, the I think billion. they want they want to crack that yeah. for sure you would you would expect to have if you have all the characters yeah. in it to crack that. How it's yeah, and 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 that movie that's setting a low bar in terms of the quality of the movie, and that made eight hundred million. Now you, it's this thing, it's got to kill. I, I wonder but what the production budget on. This it's is. probably like uh, I didn't look it up. It's probably like two fifty, two hundred fifty million. Batman versus Superman was two fifty. So uh, I think this is almost three hundred. It's got to be. And the, the way I mean the amount reshoots. of money reshoots, yeah, yeah, and then they're well, going they, over budget. They got the mustache to deal with. <laughs> they, they got, a lot of they got mustache gate. They got. Um, Let's just say that this movie doesn't. The writing on the wall right now isn't good. Yeah. Uh, let's. I'll be. I'll just say that. I don't want to shit on it completely because I, I do think that Joss Whedon is talented, but how, how much? Is he a miracle worker? I right. Know. I mean, is he like movie Jesus? Like, what can you do? Ah, I can't find the budget. Uh, but it's. Uh, like, I, I, I'm sure that the action sh- scenes are all yes, good. Yeah. If he could somehow stitch together the stuff in between to be good and hold it up, I think then he can say that you got something. Yeah. I think it could be good. Uh, Instead of yeah. it being scenes and moments, you could actually have things happening that are all tied together nicely. You definitely don't need any more slow-mo action. We're, we've got that. You, you're Check that get off that. the list. You're definitely getting no, that. I mean, we don't need more. He's already, we saw oh. it in the trailer. Yeah. You can, you don't need to film any more slow-mo They're not going to reshoot scenes. any expensive action sequences. No. They're going to reshoot maybe yeah, a couple of fisticuffs here and there, maybe something like that. A mustache gate. I, I, I can't wait to see the scenes where Superman's cape is just like, it's just floating like right in front of his face, just below his nose for some reason. Because it was cheaper to do that than remove the mustache. <laughs> like the cape just gets it in his way. He can't see his face. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Marvel's 90 visit. Well, before we get to the Marvel presentation, real quick, Fox is still trying to make a Fantastic Four movie in some capacity. Noah Hawley, the guy who created Fargo and Legion, is developing a Doctor Doom movie. For Fox Studios. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? I actually think in this case, this might be kind of interesting. A movie about a bad guy. That's a good, uh, it's a good thing. I mean, it's there, like, you know, Sony's doing Venom, but I think this, it would work better because we've talked about how Dr. Doom is a very morally gray, deep character. He's got way more backstory and depth than Venom does. That's for sure. Uh, and he has been he's been shortchanged in all these movies. Anthony, so how do you do it without the Fantastic Four at all? Well, you do. Do you do a Doctor Doom origin movie? I think you would have to do like a Rise of Doom or something like that. But isn't he tied to the the Fantastic Four? You have to completely ex- separate. 
Is he completely separate? Well, look, originally he was separate. Like Doom rose to power his own way. He was like his own Hitler in Latveria and wanted to bring his country up. He had nothing to do. He doesn't have to do with the Fantastic. Then there's been a lot of like retcons where he knew Reed right. Richards early in life and they, they went on divergent paths. I like that they're not tied together. I like that they're they not tied together. I like that too. Together. Anthony, you love the Doctor Doom. What do you think? Do you think this could work? I mean, the, the director's Seems like he's uh, the creator. Seems talented. Oh, Holly's done. Yeah, he's done good stuff. Um, I think Doctor Doom could work as an, its own solo film, but I think the overriding feeling among comic book fans is, yeah, that's that's cool. But I want to see him in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. Let him. It, it's just. It's a shame he has to be over there with only like Fantastic Four characters. Uh, side. Characters. I mean, technically, he can be with the X Men characters too. He oh, that's a good Fox. point. That's right. So that's right. Okay, let's move on to Thor Ragnarok. We got a trailer and a really cool poster and uh, some more news. Let's start with this trailer, fellas. Rugs, I, did you you watch these? I know I did. I watched it you know multiple what? times. The end of it is a little spoilery. I was like, I don't know how I felt about that, but let's just let's start about. Uh, why don't you give me your overall thoughts? What did you think of uh, this new Thor trailer? This trailer is great. Um, it's lots of fun, but I hope that it's not setting my expectations too high because we've been burnt by Thor before, you know? And, uh, I'm like, this movie's going to be so awesome. And then I, it might not be as awesome as I'm hoping it's going to be, but from what, everything that I've seen, it's, it seems like Thor meets guardians of the galaxy, the first movie. Yeah. And they kind of like put that in a blender and then this is what you have seems like it's fun it seems like it's going to be action-packed it seems like that everything's top-notch you got great actors in there yeah you got hulk talking you got a lot of cool shit going on you got you know the the woman playing hella is like this really great looks amazing as hella yeah you got carl urban in there you got so many people like that uh, are Jeff great. Jeff Bloom, you got yeah. Loki, uh, you got Loki and Thor side by side shooting guns. Uh, you got funny lines. Uh, I love the music, the '80s synth music, and like the 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 trailing credits is very like Stranger Things, very '80s. Like he's nailing that. Uh, Anthony, what do you like about the trailer? Uh, I'm a Marvel shill, of course. <laughs> I, of course, I like. What the did trailer. they pay you to say? How much they, did they paid pay? me. Yeah. Uh, they paid me kisses and kisses from uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, I heard she kisses actually. Um, but no, I, I, I liked it. Of course I liked the trailer. I think that I'll even admit that the, the two Thor movies aren't the best in terms of Marvel films. I still think they're okay, but they're not, they're not great. They, they haven't hit it out of the park yet with Thor. I think this has the potential. Um, it seems like as rug boy stated there, they're the Thor thing hasn't worked as well as they'd wanted. So they're really leaning in towards in, in on that guardians vibe, yeah. which is how fun yeah. everything is. And I mean, if you look at the sets, it looks like it's guardians, but with Thor, yeah, same color palette, same color palette, same, like, like not Asgard, like weird planets, weird shit. Um, and maybe that's going to work for Thor. There also seems like they're really leaning on the comedy, which is kind of funny in that the, the film's called Ragnarok, which is supposed to be the end of all things. So, so I, I'm worried about it's that. Weird. I am, I'm worried that it might be, too much comedy, especially for a storyline that's supposed to be that like this As, ending of she says all Asgard things. is dead. Like she what kills do you think everybody. The whole eighties thing is coming from. Where's that? Where's that out? How of? does it fit? I think it's that's just what hot what's hot right now. It is with it Stranger is. Things yep. with yep. Guardians, sort yep. of. Yep. 
So I think that's where they're really leaning. Just, they're just they're just tying it into nostalgia. Uh, and what, like it's very Taika Waititi. I think he he likes that era. And uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, this looks like the best Thor movie yet. I, I got one one minor complaint. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. There's a part where he starts and he's like, it's he's narrating and he goes, "I lost my hammer." Yeah. Like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't want my Thor talking like a surfer. Yeah, he does kind of sound like an Australian <laughs> surfer. I, yeah. Like I, I don't him saying like I don't know why, but him saying like yesterday. No, because Thor is always that's not Thor. You, that's a good point because if you think about it in the comic books how the the font is written, it's always this like Viking script, and he's supposed to use words like "ye" and you know, he doesn't need to do that. He hasn't done that in the first two films okay. or the, the Avengers films. Yeah, he kept it. His dialogue was written well enough where you're like okay this guy's still like it's still fish out of water yes yeah. but now i don't want him talking like a, a dude from california that's <laughs> I, the only thing I, I got you i see your point there i love the giant wolf that's like a thing called fenris wolf from the comic books uh why is thor all glow, glowing eyes and jacked at the end it's very interesting i want to know what happens there he's a god of thunder he's got a thunder back god of thunder there's a line where she's like you're the I'm the goddess of death. Right. Whatever you what the god of? of, and then they cut to that. Always oh, getting his groove back. It's very sexy. Uh, apparently, Banner hasn't, or Hulk hasn't changed back into Banner for two years, which is why he kind of talks like a Tyrion. But I look, I've been waiting for Hulk to talk. We had discussed like many months ago. They should. Is he going to start talking? They should make him talk. I kind of like what they did with the talking. What do you guys think of the talking? I like well, the talking. I like it as well. It's the evolution of the character. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to start talking. Not only is he talking, but he's snarky and he's already like, knows. So sarcasm. you think that the longer he's the Hulk, the more he can talk? I think YTT said something what, about Yeah, yeah that's like, Ruffalo said. It goes back and forth. Like the longer he keeps him in, the longer he tries to, he absorbs Apparently him. Hulk really enjoys being Hulk on the planet Sakaar. He doesn't want to be puny he banner. He doesn't turn into banner Why at would all you want to be puny banner? Like that sucks. Well, yeah, I think that at certain points, um, just like any kind of multiple personality, one wins out. Right. But the reason why he talks is, is like, it's interesting that they're saying that if he's Hulk a really long time, I guess maybe his, all of that stuff that comes over him when he changes into the Hulk, it yeah. kind of subsides and he could actually think. Right. I almost wish they didn't give us that, uh, in the trailer. I what, that they're talking? They're talking. Yeah. Imagine really? if you didn't know. You went in and he just started oh, talking. Yeah, it would be awesome. You would that lose would be your awesome. shit. I, I just resigned that to it a new trailer yeah, and they got to show something new. Show something. And then, dude, that shot. And, and, that would, and, and you got to also play into the fact that this is being shown at, at first to the San Diego. Yeah, and got, that's the crowd that would really appreciate you something gotta, like You got to bring them something. I, I, I see. I see. I, I really, but one line before you point out, I really like Branner's and Thor's conversation where he's like, we fought? Yeah. He's like, who won? Did what? I win? No, I won. He's like, easily. Uh, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right. Nope, yeah, believe it. Yeah, well, it is. Well, <laughs> would you be surprised to learn, Anthony? Taika Waititi revealed that 80% of Thor Ragnarok was improvised. Oh, shit. He is of the improvising method we had talked about. Look, concerning- Well, then I don't think he can work for Lucasfilm. Exactly. That's what <laughs> oh, we talked shit. about Lord and Miller and how they got fired for Han Solo for Was too much Kathleen improvising. Kathleen Kennedy or whatever her name yes. is? Yes. She's like, you don't stick to the script, you bastards. Uh, YTT and then let him improvise this. He says, my style of working is I'll often be behind the camera or right next to the camera yelling words at people like, say this, say this, say this away. I'll straight up give Anthony Hopkins a line reading. I don't care. 
Uh, and um, he says uh, Mark Ruffalo would, com- be, would come up to him after they finished shooting for the day, and he'd come up to me, and he'd be like, why have we not been fired yet? Are we doing, we are doing the most insane stuff in this film, so where's the phone call? But all that stuff was imp- a lot of improvised comedy, and I think YTT can handle it, and I feel like it's going to fit this tone of this movie. Uh, I was really surprised to see that, but also kind of, Excited. Hopefully, they picked the obviously picked the best cuts to put in there. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't know yet. I don't want to sit there and say with all this bravado that yeah. it's going to be great when I don't know it. But for what I've seen in the trailer, it looks pretty. But decent. well, that's the thing. The bonus of improvising is he's going to have a bunch of shit to pick from, and you just pick the funniest thing, the thing that makes you laugh the most. That's the one that goes in. Uh, so yeah, lo- lots of improvisation, and then at the end of the trailer. You see the amazing shot of Hulk leaping at a pretty comics accurate Surter, this giant demon. You only see his head. He's so big and he looks like he does in the comic books. And that fucking shot is, I was like, holy shit, that's, that's awesome. Just that shot alone is fucking awesome. It's cool. I, I was cautiously optimistic that Surter would appear in this movie, especially mm-hmm. since the storyline is Ragnarok. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down with it. Uh, so, well, amazing. It was, it was a very good trailer. Very, very good, good trailer. trailer. Yeah, very good really trailer. Good. Uh, they also gave us a very fun poster. Lots of colors, more of this eighties aesthetic. You got geometric circles and oranges and greens and all the characters. I kind of, I dig this poster. There's a lot going on in it, but I like the composition. It's balanced. It's not too busy. Uh, rugs. What do you think of this poster? Good. It's bright. It's actually a good poster. Yeah. It's pretty decent. Anthony? It's different, at least. It's different. It's different, it's not, yeah. It, it's not the big montage of heads that you usually right. see. It's like a totem pole of heads. and uh, Yeah, it's, it's a little different. It's a nice composition. Anthony, what do you think? Straight out of the Guardians kind of aesthetic again. It, it is. It is a little bit. Somebody made a Jeff Goldblum version where they put Jeff Goldblum's head on everyone. So that's just <laughs> silly. And then uh, there, I found this other uh, screenshot from the beginning of the movie uh, articles coming out saying, are they teasing man thing and beta Ray bill in the very beginning of this trailer? There's this totem tower. And in the middle, you kind of see a statue that looks like man thing. Yeah. And just okay. to the bottom and to the left, you kind of see something that looks like beta Ray bill. Another thing they said, Aries was on the other side, but I don't know what that is, but that I do does see Aries. Yeah. See, you see Aries. I clearly see man thing. Like I see that too. So, I don't know what that is. That's very like interesting. To see man thing, I, I like my giant size man thing. Bring it on. Uh, Grandmaster and the Collector are brothers, like in the comic books. They've uh, come out and said that. So that's Jeff Goldblum and Benicio Del Toro. Uh, what? And it's kind of funny because the Collector likes to put things in boxes and the Grandmaster likes to play with his toys in his, in his arena. So it's a, it's a nice contrast of characters there. And this could be the shortest Marvel movie yet. They said the cut that they have right now it's about a hundred minutes. Whoa! Yeah. Mm. So I don't like that. I well, I don't know that. I mean, I don't think it needs to be like a two-hour movie. That's like a comedy. That's like a comedy that, size. That movie. is a comedy. That's a rom-com sized movie. Absolutely. Well, we'll an see. hour and forty minutes. Is that it? It's hour forty. I mean, you could do a lot in an hour forty if you don't waste time. But they're trying to tell a lot of story here. Uh, you got you know so hundred well, minutes. What here? Here's the only thing. When this movie was first announced two or three years ago by Fahey, yeah, he was like Thor Ragnarok will have the that will basically rock the Marvel universe in the similar sense that the way the Winter Soldier will. Whoa! And at the time, the the aesthetic was very like end of world and like the right. like the, the the logo was like 
fire and brimstone. And now it's completely changed uh, into like this yeah. 80s yeah. funny film that's very Guardians heavy. So I don't think it's that movie that they originally originally. Yeah, wanted. what is that? What what does that mean? How can it be? That I read movie? I read that uh, Chris Hemsworth was like, basically, we got to make Thor cool. We got to do we. I want to do more comedy. I'm funny at this stuff. Let's let's lean more into my comedy. Everyone side. wants to be lovable now. Yeah, they want we'll see. lovable characters. He said there's gonna be a lot of deleted scenes. No shit. If you're improvising eighty percent, you are gonna have a lot of funny lines. So. What is this land somewhere between like a Deadpool and a Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, wow, the shortest MCU film is 2008's Incredible Hulk, which is 112 minutes. This is uh, it's gonna be shorter than that. Hmm. So that will be interesting. Uh, next MCU property, Black Panther. Uh, we got a couple of posters, and they showed this long clip. The clip did not come out yet. I can summarize the clip real quick. Uh, but let's talk about these posters again. Another nice composition poster. You got Black Panther standing on top of a Panther stone head sculpture with the city of Wakanda in the distance. Open sky in the background. It says, long live the king. I, I like it. It's elegant. It's simple. It's bold. What do you guys think? I just think about Thundercats. When it, I do think <laughs> about Thundercats, yes, because I was the head of their uh, their base. was the, the same. I feel like lion is going to be like, Thundercats home. Dude, you draw a circle around that Panther head and you have the Thundercats logo. Sort of omen. Give me sight beyond sight. That's right. Then, this so these concept posters, uh, and then when we get to Avengers, uh, it's done by this guy, Ryan My- Minerding. He's a concept artist at Miner- Minerding Art on Twitter. He tweeted out this other Black Panther. Uh, it's a Drew Struz. He says, here's my Drew and inspired San Diego Comic-Con poster. This thing is sick. It's a beautiful paint job, but you have T'Challa and uh, Killmonger or some other. Oh, yeah, you have his guards. And I don't know if that's Killmonger. It's another villain. It is. And then behind him, we have uh, T'Challa, a close-up of the Black Panther helmet. But check this shit out. There are African, like, Wakandan symbols glowing in blue running along his helmet. That's really cool. Are we going to see this in the movie? No. No? (laughs) <laughs> I fucking it fucking looks so cool this uh this poster. I, 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 I mean they could do know. it, but like I don't I, I I don't expect to see it. Yeah, I'm not expecting it. Is that. that like the vibranium like coming alive and uh it's uh, it's a cool it's a cool effect. What the fuck is this? Everybody lights up shit. Right, well, no, what is this black lightning over here? Uh, don't go the black yeah. lightning way. It's a shitty is costume. Tron? Well yeah, again, it is kinda like a Tron thing. I love the poster. Great art. Uh, great art from Spider-Man lights up now. Is everybody fucking lights <laughs> That's up? That's true. Everybody has to have a this little shit. Everyone is a light bright. They have to have a little LED nightlight pinned on them somewhere. Yeah. Bullshit. Keep it in the dark. Uh, so they they put out this long clip and apparently the footage got a standing ovation from the crowd. There's a video of the cast who they had not seen this. This was the first time the cast saw it and they their reaction video is priceless. They were literally blown away. They're like, jump up. And they're like, oh, shit. Did you see that? Like, uh, I, 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 I dug that the most, like how they reacted to it. Of course you dug that. You didn't see the footage. I know. But like the fact that. <laughs> what else are you going to dig? The, the fact that they're like, holy <laughs> shit, this looks amazing for the first time. The footage was uh, they started out with a casino scene. There's a deal with Claw and Everett Ross. And Black Panther is there with his security guards. He jumps up like a couple flights of stairs. You see Claw. His, he's got a prosthetic arm that turns into like a laser gun like he has in the comic books. 
that's pretty cool. There's another scene they describe where T'Challa's running and his tuxedo kind of dissolves into the Black Panther suit. And he's jumping cars and shit. And then it ends with him and Killmonger. And uh, Killmonger has a gold version of the suit. And I couldn't tell if they meant like it's exactly the same, but it's gold. Like that got me a little worried. They're doing the thing again where the bad guy has just like the opposite version of, better not do that. of the good guy's suit. Like, is it it's the same suit, but in gold vibranium? It, the, the, I'll put a description in in the show notes. Uh, did you guys read this? What did you think? Uh, uh, what was your feeling after reading this description? I, I read it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you can really feel. Yeah. It said it was Bond. Yes. Bond yeah. Vibes. Mission Impossible so cool. Bond-esque. Yeah. It sounded cool. It's cool. Uh, I don't know when we're going to get to see that. Moving on. Captain Marvel. I had the least amount of shit. They had concept art of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, but couple of uh, big pieces of information is it's going to take place in the 90s. Oh, shit. Before the modern day MCU started, which is interesting. And the villains are going to be Skrulls. Geek boner. Now, this may be confusing because you may know that the Skrulls are part of the Fantastic Four lore. And as yeah. such, they can only be used by Fox. However... There's a shared deal. Basically, how it works is the unnamed, the generic scrolls they can use. They can't use any like named character scrolls that have like a first name, you know, like Jeff Scroll or Charlie Scroll, Francis Scroll. They can't use those. They can or Super Scroll or Super, super or Super Scroll. They can't use those, and it's the same thing. That's how they got the Watchers in in uh in Guardians. They they couldn't use Uatu, but they could use the Watchers in general. So there's a couple of these characters where there's a shared deal going on with marvel kind of interesting so uh nick fury this is where we see nick fury again i think the first time after a long time and apparently he's gonna have both eyes sans eye patch um, how are they gonna um so they're they gonna de-age nick fury and then oh, how are they gonna they have no, to black exp- don't crack black don't crack. They, don't de-age him. they just light him up a little bit how, more how will they explain that this movie is set in the 90s and yes. that brie larson hasn't aged more than a day when she shows up in infinity war well, she's uh, half. Well, she's space, right? Free. I guess you don't I mean, age. Not only that, how do you explain that there's been. No, she's like super, so she doesn't age. That's cool. She, If there's been a Captain Marvel cosmic character, why hasn't he said anything to anybody? Why hasn't there been any mention of this since the 90s? Uh, well, maybe we'll, we'll find out. In we'll the movie. find out. Now, the Skrull thing brings up a lot of questions. Uh, well, let me, before you get into yes. that, uh, let me just say I'm happy that. Now the 90s is a period piece. Yes. Because now that is the first decade that I can actually relate to. Ew, but it has the worst shit in it, though. Does it? Yeah, Clone Wars, fucking Clone Saga. No, you dummy. I'm talking about the 90s as in a setting for a movie. Oh, I see. I think you meant what happened in the comic books in the 90s. Like, everything's been 80s, 70s, 60s, 90s. Let's do it. Yeah. Finally, Finally, something in the give mold. the Fresh Prince some love. Then. <laughs> <laughs> be, it's all Fresh Prince jokes and it's uh, all baggy fucking clothes and <laughs> Bill Clinton humor, Monica Lewinsky jokes. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. in harmony. I remember We're that. just discovering the internet. Remember the nineties? I remember the nineties. Oh, I remember the nineties. <laughs> I love to remember the nineties. Remember the nineties. <laughs> so Captain Marvel in the comic books, she's supposed to be like half Cree, right? Isn't she like half Cree? She gets infused, I think, with Cree. Creenus? She was a normal human. <laughs> a Creenus. She's yeah. got a Creenus. bit of Creenus. Someone infused her with their Creenus. Funny, she doesn't look Creeish. 
<laughs> she's a creep. Well, there's Captain Marvel. I've seen his creepiness. Get your hands off my <laughs> Wait, did you say she's a Muslim? No, Marvel. Oh no! Uh, look, the, so in the seventies there was a Cree Scroll War, which is something they could touch on. But are they going? Are they leading up to a secret invasion? And if so, wh- who? How many do you think? Who is a, secretly a Scroll now? This is their flashpoint that DC has. This is how they could replace the Tony Starks, the people coming out of their contracts, aging out of these parts, maybe with Scrolls. I stand corrected. That would be had- horrible if they did that. She is a fusion of alien Cree and human genes. She's Cree and human. Yeah, but uh, secret invasion. Yeah, I I don't want things to be retconned to say that they were like all. Tony Stark was a scrawl the whole time. That would be the worst. Yeah, that would be the worst. How do you how do you move on from Tony Stark Iron Man? You just hand it down. He's like, I'm too old for this shit. Give it to Riri Williams then. Yeah, give it to somebody else. Rhodey. That being said, I do think that that's eventually where they're going to go. Secret invasion. Yeah. See, I think they had this plan for a long time. Longer than Warner Brothers going, hey, let's just do Flashpoint. Affleck doesn't want to be here. We can write him out. But you wouldn't recast the actor just because someone else was pretending to be him. That's retarded. That's a good point. They would still look like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, th- so I don't, I don't know if that's their way of recasting. I think it's just their next thing after Infinity War. Secret Invasion, whatever Phase 4 is. Then they get to fight each other again? Well, they're always going to yeah, be fighting each other. I don't yeah. want to see them fighting each other again. It's going to be... Secret Invasion was see, pretty like, cool story. I would story rather like them build up like a bunch of different bad guys that will all coalesce and, and come together and fuck with everybody all at once. Well, like a, yeah. And not do something from the comics. Make up their own shit. Mm. They've built. All, all the uh, villains kind of coming together and forming a supervillain group? Or something... Like, they realize that they can all band together and fuck these guys up. Interesting stuff. This movie isn't coming out for somebody a while. Somebody should die. Yeah. Maybe Tony Stark dies. I think we might. See, somebody's going to die know. at the end of Avengers Infinity War. Also, uh, confirmed, Captain Marvel will not be in Infinity War. She does not show up. So, I don't know how they're going to lead us all into what this. about part two? I don't know. They just she said... Will- I will. She will definitely be in part two. Yeah, which yeah, I, I could see it being where part one ends and she like shows up maybe in a post credit scene like to kind of save the day for a little bit. She's she's her characters were really powerful. She's one of the most powerful yeah superheroes in the universe, uh, cosmic wise. So that's the Captain Marvel news. I have a little bit of Ant Man and the Wasp uh, news. They showed footage again that has not been uh, come out. To the public and a poster and some casting. Uh, the footage you can read the description. It didn't really. It sounds like they're shrinking and people getting big and a van gets slipped over. Whatever you see, the poster gives you a little bit of look of what Wasp will look like and a giant Ant Man as we've seen him in Civil War and the heads of the leads, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly, uh, Michael Douglas in the background, Michael Pena. The biggest thing was the casting. This casting, they now, again, they've, they got two great actors joining the cast. Michelle Pfeiffer as the original Wasp, Janet Van Dyne, and Lawrence Fishburne. It's Dr. Bill Foster. Oh, you're, you're Goliath. leaving out the other stuff? Who's What's the other stuff? They've got, uh, what is it, Randall Park? Oh, as uh, there's two. Somebody's playing Ghost? I didn't know these characters. Randall Park, that's right. Walt Goggins is the villain. Who is Walt Goggins? Look his face. He's on, uh, what's it called? Uh, 
Look him up. You'll, 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 when you see him, you'll be like, Randall oh, that Park guy. is in, uh, that, he's in uh, the, the, the TV show right now. Oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got a fucking evil face, Walt Goggins. Yes. Walt Goggins has a very evil face, and he's playing Sonny Birch. Sonny Birch in uh, Randall Park. What the fuck is that show? It's really good. That's Jimmy Woo. Shield agent. He, show is he on? Ran, yeah, he played he played uh, Kim Jong-un in the interview. Uh, Jimmy Woo. He is in Fresh Off the Boat. There's your 90s show. If you want a 90s yeah. show, watch Fresh Off the Boat. I'm telling you, it's 90s, great. let's go. The 90s are coming back. The 90s are alive in Portland. So a lot of good. The last great decade. Yeah, <laughs> that greatest decade yet. It, it was before everything went to shit and, and fucking I blame the internet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, good cast additions. For I, I like both. I like, yeah. uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyne. That's great. That's, that's, kinda, great that's interesting. And, uh, Lawrence Fishburne doing double duties coming over to the good side. Marvel from, uh, right. being Perry white where they didn't want him in justice league. He's like, all right, screw you. I'm going to go be, be Goliath, which is a great Goliath. character, dude. I wonder. I wonder if we'll see him get big. He was. Uh, he was like the seventies. Uh, I, I feel like we'll get Ant Man. You know, we'll get obviously Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly. But you're gonna have all the old farts getting cool, getting big, getting. Small. I think Michael Douglas, Michael Bill Douglas Foster, getting, uh, yeah. Michael Douglas, Lawrence Fishburne, yeah, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer are all gonna get in on the action. You get a little wasp shrinking and growing. It'll be cool. <laughs> uh, I, this. I'm not sure when this movie comes out. It'll come out when it comes. It out. comes out. Uh, in 2019, I think it comes out in July 2019. Oh, 2018. 2018, sorry. Okay, and then finally, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, and the, here's the thing, is we got this poster, this triptych poster, which we'll are discuss. We, the poster? Are we going to talk about the trailer? The footage was, it was the same footage from D23, correct? It was the same, it was the same exact footage. But this but time. It leaked a lot oh, online. Shit. I did see... A, I didn't see it. A, you didn't see it. A blurry in the no, corner. No, I was thinking down before I got to see it. Video oh, with a girl's head in the way, and you kind of saw some of the stuff that we I talked about. I watched it about 35 times. All right, what'd you think? What are your thoughts of seeing the blurry leaked version? <laughs> I see. I think the reason why they didn't get ahead of this is I don't think the stuff is done yet. Yes, I don't think it's ready for a trailer. They, I don't think it was actually ready for trailer viewing. That being said... um, the movie looks fucking crazy. It looks it looked crazy. <laughs> it look it looks fucking insane. I don't know how they're gonna pull it off, but I was fucking jacked watching that fucking. I mean, trailer. you see like Spider Man ride this thing and he stand up. You see Thanos like grab something from the sky and throw it at him, and there's parts of like planets flying by him. Uh, the whole beginning bit is exactly how they describe where Thor gets picked up by the Guardians and they show up on Earth and everything's just destroyed. And it's just pandemonium. It was it's a uh, lot of Thanos narrating and people getting their ass kicked. I do love the crowd in the moments. Like when Thanos shows up, they just lose their shit. And like every moment people are losing their shit. They're like, oh shit, look at that. Oh, yeah, you hear the guys in the audience. Yes, that's the best out. part. Oh my God, yes. spider sense. <laughs> yes. Oh, you see the, you saw the little bit of spider sense. He's riding the bus and the hair is his arms, the uh, hair on his arms goes up. Yep. Mm. And then you see this iron spider suit. You get a good look at that. Um, you also get Spider-Man apologizing to Tony. Oh, that's as he's right. Beat up. There's a shot prior he's to that down. where I think Thanos throws him to the ground. Yeah. And then there's like a shot where Thanos is like holding Thor's head. Yeah. Uh, some crazy shit, dude. And he's got. It's a very. Thanos doesn't have a helmet in a lot of this. It's interesting. It's a very casual look. Like he the, the Reddit community wants him to put a helmet on. I kind of like miss his 
his Thanos helmet. He's just kind of digging the old old man. Yeah, he's bald, vibe. purple guy here. The old uh, strong guy vibe. So he's just he's just purple Hulk. He's purple Hulk, pretty much. Uh, last so last episode we talked about it was Thursday and they had released one part of this triptych poster, the right side, which had a whole bunch of characters on it. And turns out this thing is part of a three-piece triptych design. In the middle, the second poster had Thanos and the Black Order. And then on the right, you had the rest of the cast. Basically, this giant poster has 27 characters on it. Oh, shit. 27. Now... Get, Why are you making a big deal about this post? Because this fucking poster? I know, yeah, but Imran, Imran loves. I this love this poster, poster because I don't understand why everyone on the right is looking off away from Thanos. They're all looking not. No, nobody's not looking, looking at Thanos. Just because it's twenty-seven people on the same poster, just like looking at this is insane. Like this is crazy. It's a good poster. Whatever. Hulk is the only one that's looking in the wrong direction. The, he's looking at us. Yeah. But everyone's like looking away from Thanos. You get to see the Black Order a little bit. I don't know. Cool poster. I mean, there was nothing else. And it's like, okay, it's really not that great of a poster. <laughs> it's all right. You see Captain America bearded. It's got a lot bearded. of people on it. It's got a lot of heads. Yeah. It's got a lot of heads. The Thor poster is a little bit better. With I mean, you could see that Scarlet, whatever, Black Widow. It's blonde. Scarlet Widow. Scarlet Widow and Black Johansson. Black, Black Widow, Black <laughs> Francis is, 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 is uh, got a, a blonde hair. Yeah. You see, like, Groot is older. He's like an adolescent teenage group. The running yeah. thing on the internet is that Cap looks like Snake from Metal Gear he Solid. He does. He looks exactly like Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Put an eye patch on him. It's good shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he should Snake. play him. Uh, so this movie, Joe Russo has said this may be the longest movie yet. Go from one of the shortest to the yes. longest. And it should be the longest movie. With You got 27 people on your fucking poster. The cut they have right now, they said... Is over two and a half hours. Look, give me a three hour fucking Infinity War. I don't care. I I would dig it. Two and a half is a good. Two and a half is a nice size. Take all yeah. my fucking money, Marvel. Uh, he says most of it. It's a movie you could show, but there's still a lot of work left to be done. I still have a couple of scenes that we haven't finished from Avengers three that I'm shooting in the next few months with my brother, and it's certainly going to be a film that lives in the two and a half hour, two and a half hour plus range. Yeah, take all of my money. Give me a two and a half hour Avengers movie. God damn, that is this movie. It needs to be longer. You got fucking six, like two hours and 40 minutes. That's that's long enough. I'm just still in awe of the fact that this is being made. Number one. And number two, I'm so curious to see how they fucking pull this off because it's I can't think of another movie ever like this. I mean, it's just it must have to go from one thing to another thing to it. Like, how do you even stop and slow down and let this thing breathe? Even like like the movie making process. Like how do you f- film this? Do you, I'm, I'm assuming you get like you film it in chunks with like different act. Cause I don't think they ever have all the actors together at one time. No, you don't shoot these things chronologically and you must, no. the, it's just, just the scheduling alone to fucking yeah, get this done. This? Right. Ah, this, this is why I'm so excited for this. Like it's never been attempted. What movie is even close to this? I, like, I can't star Wars, but doesn't have that many like lead characters. Right. That's the thing. Like, how do you, how have you scheduled this so perfectly that all these actors and actresses are free yeah. to do this at this yeah. time? Yeah, when you need them and while they have other gigs and shoots to be on. How does every character get an arc that's actually yeah. meaningful? Yeah, how do you get to know these characters? How do You, you don't I mean, even know we, that anything that, like that's going to happen. Right. right. So we don't know. 
That's I'm very curious. The, yeah, we don't know what the pacing is going to be. That's going to be crazy. So that, that's it for the main Marvel news. Unless I miss something, guys. I think that's the. the no, that's about stuff. it. Uh, some other random movie news releases we had. There's this uh, Steven Spielberg's next movie. It's called Ready Player One. And there's a trailer, and I didn't know about this book. I guess it was a book that came out. It's a huge book. Yeah. Tell us about it, Rose. What's the book about? Well, it's about this guy. Anyway, there's a bunch of people that live in these, uh, like, uh, trailers or whatever, and they play this game online. And um, basically, it's like an immersive game. And the guy who invented it dies yeah. and leaves behind this, like, puzzle for people to solve. And if they can get to the different levels, uh, they could possibly, like, you know, become, like, rich and shit. And, like, you know, pretty much be Rule whatever the cyber, they want. Cyber world. So the world is no. shit in the future. Everyone lives in this virtual reality. Yeah. Kind of like now. But there's people who are rich, too. But I'm saying that this particular character is basically, like, a guy who lives in the, in the shitter. Yeah. And he's uh, trying to find he, the secret Easter egg from the. Yes, yeah, so he's trying theater. to basically solve this mystery and like of uh, this uh, dead guy's like last uh, hidden thing in this in this world, hoping that it's going to bring him fortune. So this book was written in 2011 by uh, Ernest Klein, and it was a huge hit because he just shoved it with all these pop culture references. Everybody that I knew was reading the shit out of this book and loving it because it's it's very it, it includes like uh, pop culture, right? It's, it's rife with pop culture, video game culture, all that stuff is included, and you even see some like. Iron Giant, see, Iron and Giant all these you see the DeLorean, you see Freddy Krueger, yes. you see all these uh, geek pop culture references from video games, comic books, all meshed into this uh, this universe. So, I mean, it's Spielberg. Like, what's the last movie he's done? I can't even think. He really hasn't done a movie uh, in a while. He's produced a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah where's this is his next? That's producing. What was the last movie? He holy shit! His producing credits are go on forever. Uh, oh, the BFG, yeah. Before that, Bridge of Spies, Lincoln, Warhorse, War Adventures at Tintin. So he's made these kind of I don't know. They haven't been huge movies. It's fucking Spielberg. Uh, Ready Player One looks exciting. Anthony, what'd you think of this trailer? I was watching it as Rogue Boy was talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it looks interesting, cool. Um. I wonder if this will make the money that it needs to make to right. be profitable. I think it will because, see, Valerian just tanked at the oh, box boy, office. Did it. Yeah. it got like ass raped and then thrown on the floor and then beat up it came and, in, then, like, fourth. and then killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they shot it in the head. It. Yeah. It went, yeah. And it had a $175 million budget, yes. which, by the way, um, was a lot of it was funded by the guy that directed it. Yeah, because oh. there's no major studio packing that. Luke Besson paid for this movie. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. So, what a dumbass <laughs> place to put this movie. Yes. First of all, this movie is not in the right spot. It should be released a little bit later, earlier, or later. Or, yeah, or later after this, with a much smaller budget. That's that's. I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly what I was thinking about when with Ready Player One. Ah, is a big budget on a movie that. They might overestimate the fan base for it, but See, continue. The Valerian, roots. though, but Valerian is not well known here, right? Yeah, Ready Player One, I think, has way more. It was a bestseller. 
It, it sold a lot of books. A lot of people were reading it in the reading community. People who read books community, they were all into that shit. <laughs> the, book, the readers. The readers. <laughs> yeah. The, the readers who like read. to read, read the book. <laughs> yeah. So this is coming out in March 2018. Could be okay. Listen, like, Hunger Games is not on our radar, right. but there's a lot of people. Twilight, it's not on our radar, yep, but right. people read it and okay. people wanted to go see it. Yep. So I think this is in the same kind of ilk as that. Valerian has no following here. It's a French thing. Nobody knows what it is. So I don't know, man. I feel really bad because I heard a lot of like that it was a decent movie. I heard it was all style, no substance. Yeah. It, it's not even if it was a great film, I don't think it would have made money just because. I think Valerian is going to be one of those that like people make a documentary about, whereas like this is a disaster from the start. And plus, like, that would play better like in the winter season. Yeah, it would play better if you didn't have a hundred and seventy-five well, million that, dollar budget that, that, that for a also, film that no one knows about. Yeah, where it's a franchise all, yeah, that no one knows about. It's a good point. But I, you know what? I applaud them for doing something that's not like well known and, yeah. and yeah. adapting a property that. Listen, I would love to go to the movies and see this because it's something I don't already know. I have, you know, it's it's something new, and I and I can be introduced to something that I don't know it's a about. Whole new world, whole new universe, yeah. new characters, and there's not enough of that going on. Everybody's making these safe bets on these franchises, mm-hmm. and no one's going to. And, and it, it this is a, a testament to how lazy people are, or how like reluctant they are to take a chance. on Right, something. if they don't know what it is, they won't even look at it. They what, don't what's care. crazy about I, so Valerian for me is glad we brought this up. Valerian for me, I was like. This movie looks really blockbustery. How come it's not being marketed? Yeah, where, where is? <laughs> and then I then I read did some research. I'm like, because it's not backed by a major studio. It's backed by STX Entertainment, which its biggest budget movie before, prior to Valerian was 50 mil. Oh Jesus! The most movie they've the most money they've ever made at the box office is 183 mil. So this wow. was not a movie with. You know Warner Brothers, Columbia. Right. They Paramount, don't have the anything. infrastructure to. There's to nothing. Promote so this. I was like, "Why is this not being marketed?" And then I read about it. And I'm like, "Holy shit! This is a See, disaster." You, from the start. I have. To, I mean, look. This is the the thing that I I've observed from seeing Valerian and everything. It has a bunch of it has a bunch of CG in it, and some of it looks good. Some of it looks okay. But it, after you're seeing uh, War for Planet of the Apes, yeah. And that level of CG, like everything else, just pales in comparison. Mm-hmm. So there's that. You got you got the, the 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 pinnacle of CG coming out. That's just so immersive and so realistic. And then you have and then this, you go to yeah, this like, yeah. and it just seems like amateur hour compared to it. Yeah. And then you have actors that nobody likes, like the girl who plays Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne. No one likes fucking those. Sell a movie. Come on. No, I'm no sorry. one likes these people. No, no one's ever going to like these people. Nope. <laughs> Um, you're right they're unlikable I don't think that that girl's that attractive where she, I get a boner dude, for her the Enchantress from Suicide Squad and the hair she's North, attractive Harry but she's Osborne not in a way where like Spider-Man. I want to see more of her I can't, I can't it's, you know when you see a girl that she's she's perfectly pretty but he doesn't do anything for you yeah yeah. and then Dane DeHaan is like not somebody I even think is charismatic no, or anything not, he's not I agree so, yeah so like you got these two guys are there and then on top of that um, I don't know. It's just it's John the, Carter. It's exactly what it, we said I was going to say that it's just like it's going to go down as a John Carter. Yeah, yeah. But um, but let's circle this back to is that Ready Player One though? No, no. Okay, I don't think so because Steven Spielberg got a lot of cachet. Spielberg knows how to make fucking movies. Um, I mean, I would say that Luke Besson has a lot of cachet yes. with me. Yes, but I love Luke Besson and I love all of his movies. The Fifth Element is still Fifth one of Element my favorite cla- classic yeah. movies yeah. of the '90s. It's so great. Um, 
Anyway, uh, it was just a mistake. Should have done better. Yeah. Well, Should have uh, here, done better. Here's the thing that's going for Steven Spielberg is what Dunkirk yeah. has shown us, which yeah. was number one at the box office, yeah. is that if you're directing, if you're a director that's big enough and doing something that looks interesting, people will still come out to see big directors. Yeah. Nolan, Nolan proved that. Nolan still brings Dunkirk. it. Uh, and like and number, this is Spielberg, so but yeah, Spielberg will always put people in seats. I, what I also thought was funny is the Queen Latifah movie was number two this weekend. Like, I think people are really yeah, getting that, tired of fucking these superhero movies, and they just want to see like a rom com with Queen Latifah. Yeah, they want they've dragged their chick to a date, uh, yeah. a movie that they didn't want to see, and now they have to take one for the team. Yeah, yeah and that's the, the, the that's box the office this weekend is an cr- entirely different discussion, but it, it's it crazy, very interesting, yes. somewhat depressing for yes. a, an apes fan like me. Yeah, eh, it happens. Yeah, apes is not even going to make its money back. It'll it'll make it back internationally, but it's not the smash hit that Fox was hoping it would be, which is is quite sad. Hey, I got I got an email from uh, a listener just today that's going to make you happy, Anthony. We'll get to that at the All end right. about apes. Uh, let's move on to we talked about David Ayer. Uh, there was a trailer for this thing called Bright, directed by David Ayer, starring Will Smith on Netflix. This is the movie uh, where it's kind of like Alien Nation with like orcs and elves. Uh, living together, and uh, they're searching for a magic wand that could destroy everyone. Uh, I this is kind of interesting. Like I'm kind of digging this, especially since it'll just be on the Netflix. Uh, but uh, interesting concept. What uh, what did you guys think of this, Rugs? Did you see this trailer? I I think it looks really interesting. I mean, I know it's going to be a Netflix Netflix movie. I'm not really expecting it to be like crazy, but it's just it seems so like creative, right, and fun. I don't know. Hopefully it's good. I'm like waiting for hopefully for it to be like really cool and be a nice surprise. An original so like idea for, uh, for one. Yeah. I'll give it a whirl. It's Netflix. I already pay for it. Right. So let's, let's watch it. Anthony, what'd you think? So when I was first shown this trailer, my friend Chris Atello, who's been on the show, was showing it in comparison to Inhumans. And he's like, how the hell can Netflix get away with something that looks like this? And then yeah. Inhumans looks like this. Then I come to find out that Netflix made gave this movie 90 mil. So that's a huge production budget. $90 million dollars to um, make this is pretty good. I thought it looked really interesting. Yeah. I was like, wow, what the fuck? At first I was like, Will Smith on Netflix. Yeah. But then I was like, holy shit, this looks really interesting. There might be some allegories to like race relations with the fairies. Like there's orcs being like the bad, like the the low class humans being middle class and then elves being like these high class people um so all of that looks really interesting the only, the only thing i would say is it's quickly coming out that david Ayer, similar to Zack snyder yeah. is kind of really into himself oh boy and kind of a kind of an ass not the easiest to work with not Maybe. that it's more just his overall kind of tone with things and there is a shot where he's like there's a, someone wearing a shirt that says fairy lives matter and then the <laughs> opening scene is Will Smith killing a fairy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I like that. Look, this movie has uh, Joel Egerton. Numi Rapis is in this. Yeah. Uh, she's an Guess fairy. Ken- oh, she's a fairy. Kenneth Choi. Guess who wrote this? Oh. Our favorite Max Landis. Geek Boner. Oh, wrote cool. this. David Ayer directing. Uh, this all of a sudden uh, makes me a little more excited to kind of watch. I also watch this. Don't point this out very often, but I, I really enjoyed the trailer's song. I, I think that's Ty Dolla Sign that's doing it. Oh, really? I, I, really I didn't notice the song. song. Oh, nice. I think it really helps the overall vibe of this trailer. 
I like when they pick good songs for the trailer that uh, that improves the trailer. So th- like, this is coming out in December. End of Watch with Fairies. Yeah, it's End of Watch meets Alienation with Fairies and Orcs. Uh, the, ne- December 22nd on Netflix. Bright. I think I will be watching it. We got a Pacific Rim teaser for Pacific Rim 2. It was kind of like an infomercial. It was kind of I was underwhelmed by it. Uh, yeah, this it's kind of like a recruitment video asking you to join up uh, into a Jaeger and fight these monsters. But they don't show you much, and then they show you um, Star Wars boy. Well, they show the you suit. a bunch of Jaeger stuff if you go and you, there's action figures and stuff that you can see online. Yeah. And um, I'm a little bit disappointed in the Jaegers. Um, I know, I personally know one of the guys that did the Jaegers yes. for the first Pacific Rim. Yes. And uh, I don't know. There's something lacking in these. They feel like they're 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 too light. They feel like that they're that uh, they're too glossy. They don't. They gotta be made out of like some you know metal with some like rivets in it and shit like that. That's like kind of rough looking. I see what you're saying. Heavy looking. This is very shiny. Yeah. It looks Polished. like yeah. It looks like a, they look like toys. They do like look moving. like toys. Uh, yeah, which would will help think that's the actual toys. Your boy Guillermo del Toro is not directing this. Guillermo del Toro cares about that shit. He really does, yeah. and he really. I hope that the like I'm already let down by the the Jaegers. If the kaiju suck, yeah. then I'm gonna really be pissed off. Yeah. So what's What's interesting about Pacific Rim is it it made a lot of money internationally it didn't it wasn't the smash hit here yeah it no. was interesting here yeah. but so this movie was kind of in limbo for a while if it was even going to get made yeah. it so i thought this first teaser kind of like rugby i, I was kind of underwhelmed as yeah. well I, I for something that needs to do well I, I i don't think that was your first best foot forward something that needs to wow you this just kind of you're acting like everybody knows what a jaeger is right. and what it's for right and they and, and you don't yeah they don't it's just the name for the mech i don't know i'm uh, i'm not too hyped for they, this they, they were it looked like they were banking on that you knew the jaegers and that john boyega yes. already a recognizable hey, Star Wars. face it's that yeah people are gonna be like i got to see a movie with that guy i don't know if that's gonna work yet he's in detroit also which looks kind of cool but the detroit riots but yeah i love pacific rim yeah. and i'm hoping for the best for this movie i'm hoping that it's at least a I don't know how you're going to follow Guillermo del Toro. It's going to be really tough to like uh, even come close to what he did in that movie. And I'm, I'm talking about like he did like like the fucking, you know, the best movie ever. But I mean, he really did put a lot of heart and soul into that movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, design and just care into every little thing. And so this seems like a little bit more of a, you know, a corporate production. Mm-hmm. Listen, I hope well, for- the guy that's doing it is this is probably basically his first big movie oh, uh, he did steven s tonight he did oh, daredevil yeah. yeah he was a show he was a showrunner, showrunner on daredevil. On daredevil. he's also yeah. worked on smallville buffy angel and uh the star series spartacus yeah it's so. another one like this is this trend they're pulling these tv guys and giving them lots of money and special effects and sometimes it hits sometimes they're completely hey, out of the swim. i got yeah. all the love in the world for pacific rim and i hope it's I, and i hope for pacific rim fans that this movie does give you what you want i don't know i, I well, one quick more. godzilla question yes there was always the will pacific rim ever cross, cross over with godzilla yeah. would you want to see that rugs um, I don't know if I'd want that to happen. I'd like to maybe see like maybe Gypsy Danger to appear in a Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. like crossover in that way. Like maybe they build something that's it's a nod to Gypsy Danger. I don't know, something like that. Okay. But uh 
No, I don't think. I mean, there is like some kind of a time displacement wormhole thing happening, and anything can cross over to anywhere, I guess. But who knows? Cool. It doesn't make sense, right? The the only thing that reason it, people are calling for it's a it's they they use the word kaiju and Jaeger, yeah. which is no, it's completely straight Japan. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a slam dunk if yeah. you want to do it, but should you do it? Yeah, it's set up know. for a crossover. I'd rather see Jet Jaguar more than anything. Jet Jaguar, finally in our uh, movie segment. Then we'll take a quick break and continue with the TV news. Uh, Todd McFarlane finally announced. He's making a new Spawn movie. Uh, I don't know if it's still relevant to anyone, uh, but he's announced he's partnering with Jason Blum and Blumhouse Productions, which is the company that produced Jordan Peele's Get Out, to bring the character back to the big screen. McFarlane's writing the first draft and will also direct the movie. Uh, there was another story that he wanted to get Leonardo DiCaprio. Todd McFarlane is directing it? Todd McFarlane is directing We'll see what happens. What? Yes. He's <laughs> writing, he's writing, directing this movie. Uh, he said he was inspired by Jaws this time out, and it sounds like he's taking a little bit of a different approach where there's these detective characters called Sam and Twitch. It sounds like he wants to make Twitch the main character and have Spawn kind of like Jaws in the background where the threat of Spawn is there and he shows up when he needs to. But... The, the the detective is the main character. I don't think it's a superhero movie. It's like a horror yes, movie with it, a like. Yeah. It's like a horror movie, but the bad stuff happens to bad people. Well, Blumhouse has done the Purge and Get Out. They know they're low budget horror, so this is an interesting. And they're swimming in dough now. Yeah, with, with Get, Get out. out, so they can put throw some more money and well, uh, well, have the way this movie is going to be successful. Spawn is actually something that even still resonates for me. I, I don't know if is it's it all that relevant. relevant. That's my I, question. I really don't think it is. Yes. It's it's going to need to be made low budget. I, personally, I might, I'm not you know the biggest Spawn fan or whatever. Yeah. Todd McFarlane directing a film seems know. like a big mistake. I mean, he's, look, Spawn is the longest uh, uh, running I- I title uh, I'm looking at his right Wikipedia now. page and I can't find a, a thing he's done that he's like in terms no, of live action. This will be the first. This will be the first. That seems like a huge mistake. It's a character he has passion for. And look, you tra- like storyboarding and storytelling comic book uh, uh, methods. There's a lot of translation to making a movie. It doesn't directly translate. There are talents you need when making a movie. I've never directed a movie before, but I think I could do. I, I can. I can. Direct I think I could direct a movie, too. I mean, I think we all could. I think we're all like, I think we could direct the movie. McFarlane. I, I, th- I think everyone thinks they can direct <laughs> yes, the movie and then yes. they're on set and they're like, holy shit, I'm directing a yes, fucking movie. Yes. I mean, because yeah. I, 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 look, when. I don't think that these people are that much different than me. I really think that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean, I watch movies. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> aside from that. It's true. But I'm saying I watch movies. Um, I know about the movie making process. Yeah. I know about editing. I know about things. Uh, and you know these guys that have made movies that, like that have never done these big effects movies. They get thrown onto these effects That's movies. True. Like the people that are making some of these movies only made like 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 uh, dramas without any effects at all. Yeah. So I mean, how do you all of a sudden teach them? They have a team of people that do all that shit. So it's, it's at the end of the day, you're just steering the ship and 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 calling cut on acting performances. Especially so, if you're drawing the storyboards, if it's a character you made, you can literally be drawn and be like, look, I if want it to look movie, like this. Yeah. If it's a cheap movie, 
it matters because like you got to make that money go far and every shot yeah. go far. Yeah. Um, and it's but in a big budget movie, there's so much like oversight that you like it, like look Zack Snyder directs. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I mean I I like the Blumhouse pick. I like the low budget, but you're right. Well, the, I mean, him, Blumhouse is gonna. It, that doesn't seem like it'll have a huge budget for yeah. that if they're doing Blumhouse. Yeah. No, like ten million. Uh, that's it. So it's gonna force them to be more creative and and get and make. But their movies work. don't cost that much. No, it's no. just a bunch. It's really a so drama I, I, with some with like horror movies. Ninety nine percent of horror movies are music and sound effects. Yeah, Blumhouses. I'm looking at their slate of movies that yeah. they've made. The yeah. highest budget they've had. Any guesses? Uh, 15. 10. 10 million, huh? 10 million. Wow. So yeah. this, they may give him a little bit more. Like, cause like Rug said, they made a shitload off of Get Out. Uh, well, they made Get Out for 4.5 million and then came back with a $252 million return. Oh, oh wow. So there's some change there to play with in terms of throwing it at Spawn if they think it's a good story. And a good project, but I could see him doing like spawns in the background in the darkness. He's like the horror character. You don't really see him a lot. It could, it could work. I don't. Off the top of the head. Do you know what movie got Blumhouse on the map? Um, no, it wasn't toxic adventure. That's trauma. The purge. Was it the purge? Or no, actually, the the Paranormal Activity series. Oh yeah, they did 2009, that too. A fifteen thousand dollar movie grossed one hundred and ninety three million dollars. Yeah, they, I mean they've had a, a string of some hits, man. Like the, it's really interesting what these. But the uh, purge is in there too. Yeah, and Paranormal Activity is entirely like security cam video in green screen. You know, green security cam video. They made shitloads of money off. Is it. Spawn a type of movie that can be a low budget film and still look okay and not look like the movie that was made what 15 years it ago depends if he's not the main character yeah 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 if he it all depends on what they spend the money on depends on the script it depends on how yeah well how he's writing yeah i i saw an interview with tom mcfrawney he's gonna do a lot of practical stuff that's good that's it i think it should be it should well, be in, in, and for reference in 1997 the first spawn movie yeah we're, we're talking about budgets here yeah 97 now. Yeah. The budget was 40 million. 40. Mm. Jesus. In 97. In 97. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot for 97, buddy. It was all and, for the And cape. we're talking about a studio that's not per- spent more than 10 mil. All that money went into the shitty CGI cape. Oh, shit. It needed more money. It needed more money. It, was, it all went to Michael J. White. It went to Michael J. White. I man, don't know. that cape. All right. That, let's take a break before we talk about the TV news from San Diego Comic-Con. 2017, here's some fun promos from our podcast buddies, and we'll continue on the flip side. After these messages, we'll be right back. In a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news, along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video star clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We are your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news reviews and general geeky rants as well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flex podcast, where the Chris vs. Kev Civil War never stops. 
This is the podcast you're looking for. Hey, this is the Toe, host of the Gravity Beard Podcast, a variety show with interviews and discussions on a wide range of topics. Our guests have included a viral YouTube star, a former child actor. We've even had a guy on who may have solved the D.B. Cooper case. It's a delicious box of audio chocolate. You never know what you'll get. Find it on Podbean, iTunes, and other places you listen to podcasts. It's the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host, new games, and a new day in time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, Triv Now, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and showtimes. What's up, listener? We're giving you tons of free show on this episode, uh, but there's more show. If you've been enjoying the Jock and Nerd podcast for the past couple of days, weeks, months, years, we've been doing this for like a little, almost two and a half years now. We have more show for you and a way that you can help us out. Just join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And you will join our lovely patrons, uh, help support the show for a low monthly pledge, and you will get access to another podcast feed, an exclusive yeah. feed with post shows, bonus content, instant reactions to movies. Anthony will tell you how to pick up chicks. You'll learn about what Guava Doce is. You'll learn a lot of interesting things. We get vulnerable. We let our guard down. Uh, it's a whole bunch of wackiness over on the Think post. about this, guys. Like... The podcast brings you so much joy. I've heard these stories from different people. They're on airplanes. They're bored. They listen to a two-hour podcast, and then they show up, and then they're at the place of destination. It helps them get through their day. So we're doing all this shit for you. Give us a little bit of money. How about that? How about you get and get bonus stuff? Get get crazy shit that we would never say on on the regular podcast. That's right. Get it. Dig into your Do pockets. It. Open your hearts. Visit jockandnerd.com slash patreon okay now let's talk about san diego comic-con news about uh tv shows the small screen we got a bunch of trailers and stuff and now look anthony i know you probably didn't watch all these cw trailers i know you don't watch the show anymore so i do intend to eventually catch up i just don't know when and I so will it would be that. kind of pointless for you to watch the trailers of the next season without right. A lot of these trailers, well, all they do is they recap the whole last season. So a lot of it's annoying because it's just most. Yeah. yeah. Why are you even talking about it? We got like, a, like one little no, tidbit here yeah, and there. So look, Anthony, you can relax. Rugs, you and me, we're just going to fly through this real quick. Quickly. One comment. Let's start with Supergirl. Uh, basically, season three. Kara's like, uh, I don't want to be Kara Danvers anymore. That was a mistake. It's just Supergirl. She's not going to be Kara. I don't know. What else? Any other observations? Comment, Rugs. That's about it. Right. I mean, That's you didn't it. really see much. You saw uh, stuff that looked like a lot of it from last season. Yes. And then you see that there's a new bad guy, basically. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it, it, they didn't show much. a lot of these just recap last season. The guy kind of plays um, uh, what's his name from um, Shield. Trailers Talbot. for oh, TV right. shows that are not recorded all at once, yeah. so not like your Netflix yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You are don't, always going to be bad yes. because they don't. 
have any footage to show no, other than maybe the first episode. Exactly. You are just getting the beginning of when it comes back. Right. Uh, Arrow, let's talk about Arrow next season, season six. Uh, notable thing here, fucking Slade Wilson is back. Uh, Deathstroke. Is he a bad guy? You know? I, I think he's on Oliver's side. It seems like they're going to buddy up. You also see Earth 2 Laurel Lance, uh, new Black Canary suit, but you don't really see any of the team. And uh, it's, no, you assume that they're dead. Or yeah, because the, they were on that island and all the explosions went off. We don't know who survived. Uh, everyone was on the island. Everything blew up. But I was excited to see that Slade Slade's going to be a part of this next season. So that's kind of cool for what it's worth. I didn't watch Legends of Tomorrow, Flash or Black Lightning. Okay. Legends of Tomorrow. Same shit. A lot of fun stuff. They recap last season where it ended. They broke time. There was dinosaurs. Now they got to go back through time and they fixed these what they call time anachronisms. And there's another evil thing person named Kawasa. Hey, it was the same shit. Doctor Who cares? Mufasa. Not Mufasa. <laughs> No, it's not that. Uh, (laughs) uh, It it was really Doctor Who cares. The same thing you saw last season. It remains fun, looks fun, and just whatever. The Flash, as we ended up last season, went into the the Speed Force to take the place of uh, Jay Garrick Flash as a prisoner to keep everything balanced. So basically, I think they showed us the first episode. They're trying to deal with life without Barry. There's a giant samurai. Cisco builds a thing to get Barry back. That's that's really about it. That's all that happened. And Barry's gonna be back, and then that's it. And then Barry will be back like by the end of the first episode, and 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 then it'll just be I don't it's know. It's a lot of hype for nothing. A lot of hype for nothing. The Black Lightning trailer even was even more offensive in the fact that they the the, mo- the majority of this trailer is all about all the other shows. There's it's it recaps every show. They do cool things where they show comic book panels and they show you the live action from the show. They show you guys drawing. So that was kind of cool. But then the Black Pan- black Lightning stuff is at the very end. And again, the suit is fucking distracting. Like, I can't even look at the action. It looks terrible. He's Whoever got made that suit needs glowy, to be fired light, bright fucking suit. Like, it, it's so distracting. I don't get it. Uh, moving on, Gotham. You have Bruce Wayne. I don't know if he's going to become Batman. He started fighting people in a hood, in a jacket, trying he's to be Batman a badass. Light. He's Batman light. The notable thing from this is we will be introduced to Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow, this universe's Scarecrow. Uh, the Riddler is in a block of ice in the Penguins Casino. Uh, Catwoman has a whip. Selena has a whip now. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. That's really all that happened in these uh, CW <laughs> things. Yeah. That. So you didn't miss much. Uh, If you didn't watch any of these, because a lot of it was recap. What I do want to mention is their slate of upcoming animated releases from DC Warner Brothers. Some interesting things here. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight is their first one, which is an adaptation of the popular 1989 tale that introduced the Victorian era Dark Knight, who was in pursuit of Jack the Ripper. It's an Elseworlds tale. Like what if Batman existed back then? Back in uh, back in the uh, the turn of the century, drawn by Mike Mignola, beautiful art. Here's the thing, though: this book, a lot like Killing Joke, it's only 48 pages long. Uh, Killing Joke had that same problem, and we saw what they did to that, which is ruin it by adding a completely uh, not necessary. That's funny you bring story. that up. Uh, IO Nine has all 28 DC animated original movies from like this recent. Yes, Frank of. Yeah, ranked. Killing and, Joke uh, is the last one, isn't it? Killing Joke is the last one. Yes, that's that's absolutely correct. <laughs> I swear it belongs. 
So I'm excited to see Mignola's artwork translated, but at 48 pages, like how do you turn this into a feature? Should be interesting. You you have a, a <laughs> prologue where you have Batman have sex with uh, Jason Todd. Yes, Batman fucks a small boy in the in the sewer. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? What can you do to? Top? That sounds like a great idea. They're gonna do it. <laughs> oh, what can you do to top the Kelly joke? Uh, the next animated release will be Suicide Squad: Colon Hell to Pay. And I guess this is the first with like the Suicide Squad cast from the movie. There was a Suicide Squad movie called Arkham uh, Arkham Escape or something. or Which is better than the Suicide Squad movie. It was, but that tied into like the game more. So this one's going to tie in more to the movie. That was a better Suicide Squad movie, by the way. A lot of the same things. Then they're doing this interesting thing. A two-part Death of Superman uh, storyline. Uh, first part, Death of Superman. Second part, Reign of the Superman. Now, they've already kind of done this in the animated releases. They did that already. It's called Doomsday. It was fine. And now this one, they're going to break it into two parts. So I guess the first one, it will be kind of the same thing where Doomsday kills Superman. And the second one, you'll have all the other Superman that came to. And then you can have the super mullet. Yeah. You come back with the super mullet and the black suit Superman. And wasn't that, this is when you had like cyber cyborg Superman and steel and -hmm. and all these other people trying to take his place, trying to uh, fill the giant size Superman slack hole. Yeah. They they already did this in 2006. Yes, they did. 2007, Superman Doomsday. Do you so, remember this as being an enjoyable story to no. read? The, well, Doomsday was the very first movie they did. So, yeah. so t- I was going to actually, that's cool that Rugboy brought that up. The storyline isn't all, it, it, there's an obsession with it because it's the death of Superman. Yeah. And it came out in what, the 80s? Yeah. When when they were killing everybody. And, and remember these when were, Superman came back as lightning? Yeah, it, it, this was all in vote. This is actually the 90s. Wow. It was the 90s. 90s. Yeah, the hey, 90s. 90s were the yeah. best. Um, <laughs> But the, this, I, 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 ha, I own the the graphic novel. This storyline isn't all that other. It's just them punching each other. Well, and that's the thing. This was the 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 height of the splash pages, to the point where this book came out. Each book, as you got closer to the end of the fight, it was just nothing but giant splash page after splash page. And at the time, it was kind of epic, but it was just them uh, violently punching each other. And there was hardly any story. It was just splash pages. It was like a bunch of splash pages. Doomsday's pretty one note character too. He kind of basically is. evil Hulk. Yeah. That doesn't turn back. Yeah, and he's just got one 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 thing in mind. I don't and, know. And it just seems so weird that they they go to the Doomsday well again after they did just did it in Batman versus Superman. And then they did it, they <laughs> fucked it up in Batman versus Superman. So is this like they're trying to make up for that? They think it's a good idea. I don't know. People want to see this now because of BBS. I don't know the reasons. But that's your upcoming DC animated releases. Let's move on. To the MCU on the small screen. Oh, boy. They, they gave Ooh, us boy. another Inhumans trailer. Uh, uh, let's just... God, who wants to start? This is... First of hey, all... The, I like the music. Oh, but you know what? They used the song, I'm Not I'm not Only Human, right? I'm Only Human. I'm, no, I'm Only Human, but they're not only human. They're inhuman. They're not only human. It's completely well, inaccurate. The... What's been speculated is that the end of this trailer, yes. they, it goes, I'm only human, and Maximus Maxim, is a human. Yes, they say Maximus is a human. Apparently, Which is a fucking huge change. Yes, it's a huge change. It makes no sense. Apparently, the Terra Genesis did the opposite on him for some reason. 
to make him more sympathetic to the humans. So just really the whole concept of Maximus going, we need to attack first. He's not a strong enough thing. Well, you know, let's separate. Like none of this makes sense. Like, I don't understand what's going on. It still looks like shit. Uh, and the, the I think little- that's, that's the, the, the big issue. I, I, I don't know if the storyline will be any good. I, I, I don't think it will be because I don't, I don't know if you guys know, but the showrunner for this is, I think, Scott Buck. Is it Scott Buck? Ah, who did, uh, yes. Iron Fist. Yeah. Oh, no. Which is one of the worst TV oh, shows. That's the worst ever. thing you could have said. Oh, no. So that explains that, a lot. that going for that. But not only that, but you also have the fact that they keep touting that this is going to be IMAX yes. and preferring in theaters and they've used IMAX cameras. And again, this thing still looks fucking they cheap. They should totally shit. backpedal on all it, of that. They yeah. should. It looks horrible. I even like it's so hokey the way they have the little screen and then it opens up and they're like in IMAX. I was like, really? Now, what's this that the crowd laughed at the footage? Apparently, the crowd laughed at the footage when this was. So look, her hair, her hair finally moves, but it looks like shit. I'm sorry. I've also I've noticed a lot of people are like. Oh, this looks a little bit better. Now I'm interested, which I find that fascinating because this does not look a, even a little bit better. It still looks exactly the same bland horse shit it was the first time. Uh, I guess the crowd laughed at the footage when they played this. It's not. Yeah. It got lambasted on the Internet. It's not getting a lot of love, nor should it, because this is getting like almost worse heat yeah. than uh, powerless in terms of pre <laughs> pre hype. Yeah, I mean, I think this has a lot more expectations than the powerless, and the powerless couldn't even live up to That's their so no crazy. expectations. Well, that and also just <laughs> the marketing. It's just it filmed in IMAX, and then the shot is of like a hallway. Like, this is just terrible. It's, it's so insanely cheap. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but did anybody see the uh, the trailer for the new Star Trek series? No, I did not watch that one. I didn't. I mean, that looks like it's legit. We'll watch it and in the post show. It looks legit, and I'm like, this Marvel series sounds like they're spending a shitload of money in IMAX and all that stuff. And it looks like garbage. I can't believe this is what they're giving us like ABC and IMAX. And it I'm, looks like I have this? the Star Trek trailer on and it already looks way fucking better, <laughs> oh, especially for TV. Yes. Well, it's that's the girl the, from uh, Walking yeah, it's Dead. Sasha, yeah. And that that is on uh, it's on their CBS streaming service. Like you're going to have to pay for a new service to watch the Star Trek. Right. It's not on network. But they've also said that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans will be connected and they will eventually have a crossover episode um, during the season. But, wow, we go from... It just, it just boggles my mind yeah. how cheap Inhumans So, looks. look, we go from that Inhumans fucking shitty trailer to the Defenders trailer. Geek boner. Now, granted, this is Netflix. This is also a completely different setting. This is all street-level stuff. Uh, but this Defenders trailer... Itself got me very, very hyped for Defenders. Uh, thoughts on this trailer, Anthony? What did you think on this first Defenders or the second one? I, I was thinking about why the Defenders looks a lot better than the Marvel ABC stuff. Yeah, and it, it's because they film on location. Yes, in the Defenders or in, in the in Marvel New York, stuff. Yeah, they actually are in New York, yeah. where half the time the ABC stuff is sets yeah. that they're just reusing, and you can tell. Yeah, um, a lot of Hollywood uh, like backlots and shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Defenders looks okay. I, I think the, the the trailers for the Netflix stuff are always kind of eh. They're they're okay, but I I don't think it's a clear representation of how it's going to be. I think the show will be pretty decent. I don't think it's going to be visually arresting. Yeah. yeah, 
I think it's going to be a drama with some action scenes in it. Well, it looks like all the other shows, like, and it also looks like they're color coded. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's a. It doesn't look like it's a step above it. Oh, it looks like exactly like Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. Yeah, this could be another episode of Daredevil. Yes, absolutely. It has that same tone. Now I've heard. Uh, I mean, I like the comedy. I like that Jessica is getting kind of some of the best lines where she's chugging beer and she's like, God, you're weird. I like that. I think that, I hope like they give Danny Rand shit the whole episode because I love that's that line the, where he goes, it's chi. She goes, it's not. <laughs> that, that's the rumor is that they, they really acknowledge that he's just Danny a piece Rand of shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, great. And they keep acknowledging it over and over. You see Stick, they're talking about the war for New York. The fact that even Madame Gal is afraid of Sigourney Weaver's character says a lot about whoever the if you, fuck if this is. If you guys is. liked Daredevil season two, it's the same guys. It's yeah. Oh, it's the same showrunners and, and uh, yeah. creative. Uh, color-coded. Now, does the fact that Daredevil is the only one, like, suited up. Oh, that was going to, I was going to say something Is that weird to anybody? That. Very weird for me. It seems odd. It just kind of takes but you out Bilotti, of it. I think, wrote this somewhere, but he said... It looks like everyone brought their kid brother in a Halloween costume out. Yes, their idiot kid brother. Right. Like, even if he was in his black suit, it wouldn't be as jarring. I don't know. Or give everyone a suit. Like, what do you do? Or give Iron Fist his suit, and then it would look all right. I don't think he's getting a suit until after yeah. the Defenders. Like, That's the only yeah. thing where I was like, oh, this, this doesn't work. I do like where she's like, nice ears. He goes, it would horns. be funny that, like... uh Luke Cage's, you know, how last time his shirts got all fucked up yeah, every yeah, time he yeah. went out and did something. Yeah. That he's just like, Daredevil's just like, I know this guy who makes shit. Come with me and we'll all get you some shit that won't rip. And then Danny Rain is like, I want some shit too. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. a, a Jessica J- Jones doesn't really want to be bothered with any of that shit. No. She's like, I already tried that shit. I'm not like, never Danny doing Rand. that. Yeah. And they, and like, you know, Luke Cage could have like just a shirt that doesn't rip. A yellow you know, shirt. That, yeah. that has like a texture on it or something. Yeah, so the reviews of the first four episodes have uh, come out and they're kind of mixed and people are saying uh, they uh, it's, they said that they don't team up even by the end of the first episode. They're not together. Which they what what That's interesting. A lot of them said is even though this is only eight episodes, it's still that it's drawn it's out. Dragging. That it's dragging. Netflix br- has with the Marvel stuff. Eight episodes, I would think. And like, I, yeah, the first episode, like you're kind of catching up with everyone and everyone's section is like color-coded. Like to their character, which that's kind of cool, but I really hope they can pull it together. And I've I've read good reviews and I've read reviews that say it's just okay. It's just it's only okay. the first four episodes. There's only eight episodes, so oh, so they saw half of it. They saw half of it. Yeah, they saw half of it already. Apparently, they are like, um, yeah, it starts out with an Iron Fist scene. Yeah. That again isn't very good. Oh, no, <laughs> so you're you're off on the wrong foot. But then once it gets to like them interacting and Jessica Jones and all that Yikes. stuff, it actually turns out pretty good. Shit. All right. Well, we'll see it in August. Speaking of Iron Fist, though, it has been renewed for a second season. Misty Knight is returning, and the best bit is she was actually never in Iron Fist in the first. Yeah, season. she was. Uh, oh, she's she will be joining Iron Fist. That's yeah. right. She was in the other one. She was in uh, Luke Cage. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the best bit of news that Iron Fist can have is that it's getting a new showrunner, which is what it needed. Scott Buck, like we said, was the series for the first season, and I we we could I don't think he did a good job. Nobody yeah, thinks he did a good job. Fuck the fuck Buck out of is here. fucked. He's being re- replaced by former Sleepy Hollow producer Raven Metzner, who also huh. directed Marvel's criminally underrated Electra film. In 2005. Did we? Did you? I can't remember that movie. Was there anything good in that movie? 
That was a bad, that was a bad film. It was a bad movie. That's what I thought. Um, I don't know if you can ever fix the casting of Finn Jones. Maybe he can get a little better at like a little more training stuff. Yeah. They really should put the I don't they really should put the fucking mask on him so they can get an actual stunt guy in there Agreed. doing the, the martial arts. Yes. The cure for this show is they gotta get it to like this fucking enter the dragon style shit. Yeah. It's gotta be a sick it, the kung get fu. Get off the show. fucking corporate stuff. Get off the fact that he's a ten a twenty five year old man child that has temper tantrums. Get off of that. Yeah, just make it like seventies kung fu movies every every yes. episode. Be awesome. Even if it's like over the top, who cares? You got fucking ninjas. The best episode was when he was fighting the fucking drunken monkey. Yeah, guy. when he went through like that whole uh, obstacle course of right. fighters. That it was, was like a video episode. game. That was yeah. the best episode. So I think the new showrunner is a very good, very good move. So at least they see and they fix things. At least there's some change. At least there's some change. They're like, we're gonna, we're gonna try this again with the same they're, thing. They're like, you you know what? You <laughs> fucked up Iron Fist. Go fuck up Inhumans yeah, and leave yeah, us alone. Go. This is the reason why I think I could direct a movie because yes! I know all these problems yes! and they if, still still keep doing these if things. If we could see it, how hard is this? Like all directors are gonna be fucking so mad or say, but come on. Well, anybody I'm sure can direct it's more anybody than that. I'm sure it's the studio and the film <laughs> yeah. and the yeah. investors. Yeah. They're all fucking dipping their hand in there. No, it's, you're right. It's not just directing. It's working within the specific system you're in and the politics and, and what and the budget where you have to work. But if with I was the boss, I could do what I could do it right. If you own your own movie studio. Yeah. If I was, uh, if I was Todd McFarlane. <laughs> I was going to write and direct. There was a Punisher clip, I guess, uh, shown. It wasn't much. It, it was just I didn't him. think so. It was just a shot of him walking down the hallway. Still no news of when that's actually coming out. Where they're guessing like November. Did they shoot it in IMAX? <laughs> I hope not. That's what they do with, <laughs> with, with, with hallway shots. <laughs> Giant hallway. And then, so we don't know when Punisher's coming out. Finally, uh, Fox put out another trailer for The Gifted. You guys, if you didn't watch this one, it's you can pass. It, I watched it. It's I, I feel like they showed us the whole pilot episode in yeah. this trailer. And they basically it, did. It's all right. I mean, the, I like seeing Blink and Polaris and Magneto, and it's pretty much what I expect. It didn't really show me anything new, and little Rolly Sentinel machines, and the yeah. show. The show. There's no way and no chance in hell that they can rely on the, the name power because the gifted doesn't tell you anything. Yes, the names of the mutants these don't are tell B you. Level the, these are C level C fucking level mutants. mutants. Yeah. So the, the show's story has to be really good, and Brian Singer producing doesn't. Give me a ton you, of you would hope the the, yeah you would hope the drama is gonna be top notch and I like some of the the discussions she was having with the kids you know kind of like the race allegory like people don't like you we gotta hide remember, blah, blah, blah. remember when we first talked about this yeah I was like are we fucking done with the race allegory <laughs> no no we're not no we're not no we're not not on the small screen so I'm gonna give it a, of course I'm gonna give it a watch it didn't get me any more or less excited it was pretty much I think they just showed us the first episode in all those clips frankly. Yeah, yeah, trailers I'm are never like any burnt down on that whole this whole thing. Right? <laughs> There's more. Like, Heroes was the same thing. Yeah. Like then they had Mutant X, and then yeah. they had. They keep know. trying. Legion, Legion. They did a good job though. Yeah. Legion I don't know about was apparently pretty good. Legion was badass, dude. Uh, I, let's see how the gifted plays out. Uh, other uh, ancillary franchises. We got a season eight trailer for The Walking Dead. Was very horribly edited. So this is a it's a five minute trailer. Holy fuck! Uh, it's weird because I kind of liked in the beginning the minimal music and like the clicking, and it's just a series of shots. To your point, 
rugs. You don't know what's going on. It doesn't really reveal anything. It's just random. It's just shit. them stroking their cocks yes. for like at least a minute and a oh, half. A long time with the clicking, uh, with the clicky music. Yeah, but it's and just a, a random shots. That doesn't tell you anything of the story. Nothing. It just it they're just standing there, close up of this guy's eye. Yeah, standing yeah. there, look at that guy looking over there. Guy holding a gun. Here's the thing. Here, it's it was very artsy almost. But then mm. when when the yeah, it's masturbatory. It was masturbatory. When the That's voiceover, a good way to describe it. A very little Negan. One little quick shot of Negan. Lots of Ezekiel and the group and uh, Jerry. Uh, but when the voiceover does start again, you don't really get. A lot of what's going to happen. More of the same. Like and Santa Claus is at the end. They're pro- yes, and then let's talk. Let's just cut to the end. You got a shot of a cane and Rick with a beard, and it's all soft focus. He's lying down, kind of mirrors the very first shot of the show where he wakes up in the hospital. He's old as fuck. What is this? Is this a time jump? Has he been in a coma the whole time? Are they going to new heart this fucking thing that none of this happened because he dreamt it all? What is this? <laughs> Who knows, man? I would say that it's a dream. Yeah, I think it's a dream. This trailer, it doesn't give you a lot of story, and they're giving you just quick cuts. Yeah. That would work if the quick cuts were interesting, but they're not interesting. I'm almost, I'm losing a lot of interest in the show. My my friend Chris Atello, again, name drop him again, uh, big Walking Dead fan. He he posted this and he goes, he says to me, uh, this trailer was good until it wasn't <laughs> and then it wasn't for a really long time god it's so weird this used to be one of my favorite shows i this used to be the show i would look forward to every sunday it's fatigue and i'm i honestly i barely can care about this watching this trailer like i just they're dragging it on too long it should be over by five seasons six seasons tops i think kirkman said he's ending the comic book i couldn't i was gonna find that link but he's said he's actually ending the walking dead comic book didn't he say he would write this forever? Yeah, yeah. And he said he would do the comic book forever. Like, it would right. just go on. And uh, yeah, he's he's ending. So, I don't know. I don't know why Rick looks like Santa Claus. Uh, I, I don't know what's going yeah, on. It's so strange. I I remember binging Walking yes. Dead and being and like, how this, awesome is, was my, it? this yes. is my shit. Right? And we did an episode. We were like, we love Walking Dead. Yes. And now I'm watching this trailer. I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't even know. I could care less. Yeah, I don't care. They didn't make me care. I was, I was felt the same way. I was like, what happened to Walking Dead? They jumped the shark. I don't know. Now, it's yeah. gone on too long. It's gone on too long. Here's a, a, a the next trailer did get me excited. And Anthony, I know you haven't watched the first season of this. I haven't, but I did watch this trailer. It's this so. Stranger Things season two trailer. And holy shit, I loved every second of this. Like, this is a good trailer. This is a great trailer. The nostalgia, the feels you get. You get Dragon's Lair. You got them in Ghostbusters costumes. You got Vincent Price's voiceover and Thriller. They had me at fucking Michael Jackson Thriller. Shit. I mean, Boner. forget about it. Uh, and and this is like a lot. Like Ready Player One had a lot of these pop culture influences, but this looks like a great second season and and, and continuation of these characters and the story from the first season. Rugs, you saw the first season, right? I I thoroughly enjoyed. I it. I loved it's, it. I feel like that Stranger Things could possibly be, you know, walk, Walking Dead was the Halloween thing, where like it started up in Halloween, yes. and it was the Halloween thing you do it in October. This could be watches, the new one. This is the new Absolutely. Halloween uh, pleasure, where you, uh, you know, uh, you start October, touching yourself. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Masturbate watching young boys. Halloween jerk chase, offs all around. <laughs> chased. Uh, Spatial demons. Um, 
No, like this is it's gonna be a new uh, tradition to watch Stranger Things if it keeps coming on if they can, every yeah, year. Yeah, if they can consistently pull a good story. Like uh, not forever, but like for a few years. I mean, in the lo- the first season you had like this monster with a that didn't have a head and his pedals. It was eight episodes. It was eight episodes. This season the, the the this thing is a lot bigger. It's in the sky. It's this giant it looks like a, out of a monster movie, you know? Like it looks like a kaiju a little bit. Anthony, uh what'd you think not having watched the first season? So I I've, I haven't watched the first season. So I watched this trailer because my friend Irwin was like, dude, this trailer's fucking crazy. It's, it's awesome. There you have, they have Thriller. I'm like, oh, yes. they have Thriller? I got to watch yeah. it. This is one of the best fucking trailers I've ever oh, seen in my get life. Out. Oh, shit. It's so good. <laughs> I, I want to watch. I'm going to. I, I'm now trying making it my to do thing to watch the, the Stranger Things You'll before this right comes you, out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One day you will watch all of it. I kind of want to watch it again. The, this so, fucking trailer. How I mean, great is when, this? It's the 80s, yes. obviously. But when, I mean, Thriller. Yes. The 80s, Halloween, yes. the Stranger Things, the vibe of the whole, it's cut so fucking perfectly. I, I was literally, when Thriller hits, yeah. like when you can hear the the the, the beginning of Thriller, yep. I fucking had goosebumps yeah. watching this shit. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, that they nailed it. These people love the 80s, and they absolutely, from the costuming to the look of it, you'll see from the credits, the way they're like kind of scratchy and VCR. Oh, it's I was so hyped. I was like, I love this trailer. I cannot wait. This comes out. Uh, when does this come out? Uh, I'm Halloween. Say, is it Halloween? It is this it's Halloween. Halloween. It comes out this Halloween. Yeah, I mean, and just and the way they filmed it, it yeah. I mean, it, it looks straight out of a fucking eighties movie. Spielberg a- absolutely. movie. Absolutely, that's what it feels like. Anthony. When, when you, you watch, watch the first it, season, it's, I mean, it's yes. a little bit drawn out, a little bit mm-hmm. slow. But like, if if you like that type of shit, if you love like. Close Encounters or any... Or, Dude, they or, capture the magic of the Goonies, Stand yeah. By Me, E.T., Ghostbusters, like yeah. all these movies that I love growing up, all these great, beloved 80s movies. It's in the first season, and it's so well done. You, you should watch I, and it. And I'm not even catching any of like the storyline cues. I'm just like, wow, this yeah. trailer's awesome. It doesn't Look at the matter. Music. It doesn't matter. Feel. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dude, I'm glad you liked it. You should go back and watch the first season, because it's, it's a great show. It's a great show. I watched the, the first like minute of the first episode where the... Someone gets killed yeah. and there's a scientist and that's all I had. Yeah. We'll review but the second fucking season. Trailer's awesome. If you catch up, we'll review the second I, season. I will we'll review catch up. the whole thing. That's how good this trailer was. It made me want to watch something that, that is impressive. I still had very low interest that's in. That's how you know you cut a good fucking trailer. Uh good good job, Stranger Things. Okay, I got two last things in the comic book world, because yes, there are still comics at Comic Con. What are comics? Exactly. Dude? It's that thing where you print on paper and you have they're to the go. the guys who tell jokes. They're they're the oh boy. <laughs> Lame. Sorry. Not I'm, funny. I'll have to get I'll give you all of those. Uh, so, <laughs> full of what a dick. quick hits. What a dick. Uh, Ed Piscor, the guy who did Hip Hop Family Tree that I love, that we used to talk about a long time ago. I've read it. He's going to uh, retell about 300 issues of the X-Men storyline in 300 pages. This is called X-Men Grand Design. Uh, he's going to take episodes, I think, uh, issues one- uh, the first 280 X-Men comics from September 1983 to September 1991 and distill them down into a single 300 or so page comic book that weaves together the series' most major events into one cohesive story. Bullshit. Holy crap, that's quite a thing to undertake. But I think Piscor can do this because this is kind of what he does. He had a, a, a story, he had a graphic novel called WYSIWYG. And it was kind of the history of hacking. Meticulously researched, right? This is what he does. 
Hip Hop Family Tree is a meticulously researched history of hip hop from the 70s, late 70s to the early 80s. Uh, and so I'm excited that he's doing this with X-Men because he's a huge X-Men fan. And so he says on Twitter, one big reason I'm making X-Men Grand Design is because I really enjoy rereading Chris Claremont's run, but I want to binge productively. He says the complicated X-Universe that I spent my youth unraveling is going to be X-Men Grand Design. What do you guys think of this? Anybody excited for this? Is this a good idea? It would be cool for new people to jump yes. on with this, yes. but I don't know how you, you're going to have to cut out a lot of shit. That, yes, that is uh, yet to be seen. But he he's good at squishing a lot in, in, in pages and getting them. The st- what is it going to be? Like a nonfiction? Like, I don't like, know. Maybe ha- like kind of like a documentary right. version. Maybe like it's handled like it's it was real because his other books have dealt with real stuff. And maybe he handles like this actually happened and he's just telling the story of the X-Men and all its crazy things. Anthony, no, what do you I'm, think? I'm leery about it. Uh, It'd be unfair for me to comment. I, I've seen the hip hop family tree. Yeah. It looks looks cool, but I I don't know. I got nothing. Can it be done? That's the question. We'll see. I mean, I uh, I'm gonna I'm excited. I'm gonna check it out. I just want to see what he does with it. That's the thing. Is like Rug said, how do you do this? Three hundred pages, all the X Men history. Two hundred eighty comics into three hundred pages with all the crazy twists and turns and the a different panel of comic. <laughs> Panel per comic? Yes. Oh, boy. Rough. That's a really... No, that's, that's, a, a, that's a huge undertaking. Yeah. That's a crowded panel. Uh, and then the other uh, exciting news that came out of San Diego, uh, Frank Miller, John Romita Jr. are going to give Superman the old uh, Batman Dark Knight uh, uh, run through. They're doing Superman year one. Just like Miller with David Mazzuccelli did Batman year one, he wants to go back and do Superman year one. Now... His Batman Dark Knight, the, the sequels two and three, not the best. I think the third one is still going on. I Maybe it ended. It was going on for like a year and a half. It's like eight issues or something. Oh, my God. And it doesn't make any sense. It really does. Let me let me jump right in right yes. now. I don't think Frank Miller has it anymore. No. He might be done. <laughs> you think he's, done? he's like 70-something. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Everything he's released lately has been not very good. Yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, at a certain point, after like you're in your sixties, you gotta like bow out. You can't. You, you, it's gonna be hard for you to kind of be relevant. But uh, I'll buy this shit. I will because it's Frank Miller, even if it's terrible. Yeah, I'll you got buy Frank Miller and Romita John, Jr. John Romita Jr. Who I, he's great. Uh, so he said, like he says, he loves Superman, but you know, in the Dark Knight, he kind of had to make Superman a bad guy. Now he wants to make Superman a hero and. I just feel like it's more of this like DC bringing like, let's bring the hope back to Superman. Let's make him a hero again. And Frank Miller's like, I got a thing. And I don't know. His style is get, it gets very cartoony and, and you know, in his later years, it's not, it'll be, I mean, Frank Miller doing something hopefuls. Yes. Kind of well, strange. is going to be drawing it. So yeah, yeah that's true. And Romina's going to be drawing it. And you know, a lot of people blame the dark Knight returns for starting this glut of gritty, you know, gritty superhero mopey fucking things. And it's kind of his fault and Nolan's fault. So maybe he wants to like go out with some positivity, yeah, kind of reset things. Maybe. I mean, maybe if he's like very actually like writes a comic, that's kind of very self-aware and acknowledging of the fact that I started the dark aesthetic and now I'm kind of coming full circle and go bringing in this all to the light. And it's like kind of meta. Yeah, that could work. That could work. That could be interesting. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's doing that. Though. <laughs> we don't know what he's gonna do. I don't know it's, if he had. Like, I don't think. He, I don't even know if he can write coherent stories anymore. I mean, Batman Year One is is so good. So I'm like thinking if is it 
something like that how do you I mean do look that? to me i think a lot of people like to shit on frank miller and say a lot of things about him but he was brilliant yes i the mean man is talented and, this, and yes uh, yeah. the problem is is that you can it, it's hard to look back when you're reading comics in the 80s that are literally like you know funny business and like you know child's play yeah and then you hit a, a frank miller comic and all of a sudden it stirs some emotion inside you and you're like, holy fuck, this guy's not like, doesn't give a fuck. He's just going to write whatever he wants. Yep. And he's going to like do shit that nobody else has the balls to do. It really, at the time, was important. But like, and same thing with Alan Moore. A lot of people shit on Alan Moore for The Watchmen, but it was so groundbreaking and no one did anything like that. Now it's easy to shit there and poo poo it from our like, you know, different level of thinking now that we're like, oh, this is bad. This is terrible. This is dark. But um, I think it needed to be done. And so uh, let's get, let, let, hopefully he can go out in a blaze of glory. Hopefully. I'll give I, him a I, shot. I'll give you this. I, Dark Knight Returns was the first comic I bought as a coherent reader Yeah. before I was just looking at pictures. And it's still one of my, I mean, it's one of my favorite reads ever. It was a, ma- a major moment in comic books when that came out. People were like, whoa, you could do this. And he's like that, he's got Daredevil, yeah, Born Again, yeah, Peter yeah. One, Sin City. I mean, 300. I think he's done more good things than shitty things. Well, so. it's it's the all-star Batman and Robin was the start of his like, yeah, oh shit. I think he's kind of, I think he's kind of losing what, what, what losing it right yeah. now. Well, he, the thing about Frank Miller is that he's the old guard. He's kind of like, I'm not sure if he's a Republican or not or whatever, but ah. he's very, very old school, conservative thinking. He has this way of thinking about him that's not really uh, jiving with this kind of turn left that everybody has done like collectively. So everybody's just turned around and be like, dude, we left you behind. You're, 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 you're old. You're, you're, your way of thinking is in the dust. I mean, is he trying to stay relevant also? Well, and it's yeah. also the fact that the left, as in... Uh, uh, progressives, kind of yeah. the yeah left leaning kind of run media now, and his work is often described as like homophobic, misogynistic, anti-Islamic. So obviously that's not gonna fare well in in the way the world is right now. Yeah, uh, that's true. But I mean, so you could say the same thing about Shakespeare. Yeah, right. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing, the, the good thing about the thing about Shakespeare is he's not writing anything currently. Yes. <laughs> I still blame Frank Miller for writing RoboCop 3. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> horrible, horrible movie. Why? Did he, how much? I don't think much of that got on film, though. I, he's, I think he's he's uh, given the screenwriting Was credit, though. Was it RoboCop 3? Yeah, yeah, hold on. I got to look this up. Because I remember we went to see he it. He also did RoboCop 2. Yeah. Or I it was, he did RoboCop maybe it's 2. two. He did one yeah. of them because we went to see it when I was in college in the it theater. Was two. It was 2. It was 2. And we yeah. were so excited. And we're like, what the shit was that? It was very, very not good. Robocop 2 is a uh, screenplay and story, 1990. Sorry, it was 2. Oh, he wrote 3 also in 93. Oh, man. Yeah, he Jesus. did write 3, but that was a terrible fucking movie. It, it, it never got 2 better. is the least I could watch it. It's it's really fucking mean-spirited without the the artsiness of Paul Verhoeven. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, 3 is just awful. Yeah. Which Robocop one, one. Which one did, where was, did he fly? That's Robocop 3. That's he's Robocop also, 3. He's also fighting a ninja Oh, that's right. Robot a ninja cops. robot. Oh, that was not good. No. And Peter Weller wasn't Robocop. That's no. right. Yeah. Who was, Robocop 1, though. Dude, what? one of the all-time, it is. all-time sci-fi movies. It's social commentary. It's dark. Dark as fuck. It's, I remember yeah. watching that as a kid, not to get off too on a, much on a tangent, but 
I was a big RoboCop fan as a kid, like yeah. games and yeah. stuff. And then I threw that on, and it was like throwing on Alien for the first time, yes. thinking you're gonna watch Absolutely. this cartoony thing, and then yes. it's this dark fucking thing. Yep, taken serious so seriously. Uh, Robert John Burke played him in three, and nobody even knows who that is. So, who exactly? Uh, okay, well, that's all the exciting news that I found interesting that we wanted to talk about, guys. Here's the big question. Who wins Comic-Con this year? DC, Marvel, somebody else? Uh, Rugs, what do you think? I'm going to just go with Marvel. Um, okay. Because everything generally had good feedback. Uh, mm. DC, there's always a little trepidation. And there's and especially when they announce their slate and things are like moved around and taken off. Yeah, it doesn't bode well for confidence in that in that Warner Brothers. So I'm gonna say Marvel Disney uh, definitely had the the wow factor. Like when I saw that Thor trailer yeah. drop, yeah, it really like was cool. And uh, I mean, the Justice League trailer wasn't nothing to sneeze at either. Yeah. But amidst all the other controversies, yes. the mustache yes. Yes. and all this other it. stuff, yes, yeah. So okay, points to Marvel from the rugs. Well done, uh, Anthony. Who wins the Comic Con? That's purely speculatory since I wasn't there. Uh, but I heard Marvel did. I heard both panels got a lot of cheers. I think Marvel probably won just because I didn't even think about it till right now. But all the weird stuff coming out post Comic Con yes. about uh, Justice League takes so. points away. But I think Justice League got more views online as it should oh. because it's a it's a bigger thing than Thor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's but interesting. The goodwill Marvel has makes me lean towards. You say Marvel. Marvel? I also I think I think Marvel won. They brought five movies, and yeah, they didn't all have a public footage, but they gave the fans lots of footage that they that they get to see that no one else they, does. They gave them new I mean you, you got they got news, you got you got news, footage, you got, got posters, all, man. They yeah. were they brought five movies, uh an amazing job and uh, and I'll agree like while the Justice League posters in the trailer was was hot, it's the only thing they had, but everything surrounding it kind of just overshadowed it and When kinda, you hear that Batman is is gone. Yes. Yes. And Superman's going to have a mustache. And, you, and, and yeah, and they don't know what's going on. And like uh, 25 million in reshoots. Yeah, Ron like, Jeremy starring as Superman. So. <laughs> Everyone will have a mustache. I think they should just, instead of removing Cavill's Super mustache, cock. they should just add a mustache to everyone. Is that cheaper? Maybe that's cheaper. <laughs> Digitally add mustaches. That way everybody has a mustache. Would you watch the mustache cut? Like if there was like a cut that they didn't. Somebody did they, that on the Ju Justice League. Somebody did it already. They added mustaches to like Batman versus Superman something. It's online. But I'd watch it. Yeah. It'd be funny. I'd be giggling the whole time. <laughs> uh, last thing before we wrap up, gang, we got an email from our buddy, Jimmy Graben. Jimmy the Geek. He writes, hey, guys. So you want to know the impact of your podcast well, thanks to your show, I went and checked out a film franchise I thought I would never take time to watch, and I'm so glad I did. Since I started listening to the show, I've heard Anthony mention his love for Planet of the Apes franchise on multiple occasions. So I was able to watch both Rise and Dawn a couple of months ago. This week, I went to a late-night showing of War. Then right after I listened to your guys' review... I find myself being motivated to watch things now because of you guys. For example, I just started up on Masters of Master of None and Glow on Netflix based on your recommendations. The Jock and Nerd podcast is really a full immersion experience now. Jock and Nerd. Looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts on all the Comic-Con chaos. One request for a future episode, possibly. 
I would still love to hear your guys' rankings of all the MCU movies up to date. Your Spider-Man review got me thinking of that. Anyways, thanks as always for putting out great content, guys. Jimmy the Geek. Thank you, Jimmy, for writing in. Doesn't that give you the feels, Anthony? Look what you did. That's good stuff, Jimmy. We did a ranking of the Marvel movies up to a certain point. I feel like we may have to do this every year. We might have to readjust it, not only because it's fun, but also because I will probably contradict myself because I forgot where I ranked everything I in the episode. I think there's like four more movies. Yeah, but it doesn't also. matter. You read it. You read. Yeah, we re you know, we re that's true. You got to re rank yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, 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 you're right. So you're right, and you're right. I love that idea because I think we did it at there's like two more or four more. We'll have to figure out. I think out. We, we did the last one after Ant Man. Okay, so how many movies have come out since then? Uh, three. Oh, shit. Three, three more. And, and, and we're getting three more at least. And Yeah. So we're going to get Thor and Black Panther. Do we wait after Thor or, or after Black Panther to re-rank? You can do it whenever. It doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, probably, I'd say probably before Infinity War because that's the culmination, right? That's a good idea. But it is the kind of show where you could do it like every year, year and a half. You got to re-rank everything because they put, they're putting out fucking three things a year now. It's, oh. it's craziness. All right, good stuff. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for listening. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? Uh, go to Twitter. Twitter. At the Really Rug Boy. <laughs> you like a the Really Rug Boy? Yeah. Uh, check them out there. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. And look, I know this is we, we went along. You have a lot to do in your life, but we think every second you choose to spend with us, whether you're drawing or walking the dog or driving to and from work, Thank you, listener, for listening to us. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll catch you next time. Yahoo! Wowie zowie! That was long. So long. Like your dick? Like Anthony's dick. <laughs>